1: This is producer Mike, and it's time to get spooky with the Super Halloween Bonanza episode of Crossing the Streams with Rob and Cody. And now, here they are.
2: Love it. Yeah, I love it too. Welcome once again to another awesome episode of Crossing the Streams. I am Rob. I'm Cody. And tonight we got a special show for you guys. Cody, you wanna talk about what we're gonna bring up first?
3: Yeah. First of all, I'd like to yes, Amy, I love that intro as well. Um first of all, I'd like to say I Totally forgot Mike was gonna remix that for more info. Visit raven and red Radio.com. quick little bumper there. I didn't even know he was gonna put that
2: in there. That was, that was that was great. I love that.
3: That was good. I might allow that on my show with him, maybe. Yeah. Um as far as uh, and, and by the way, like Amy said, great en- intro uh made by Aaron Poe. Yes, I will <laughs> admit I had a couple of notes for him. I asked him to change a couple of things, but we got it. We got it perfect right before tonight's episode. Nice. Nice. So thank you very much, Aaron. If you are in,
1: this isn't easy for me. I know we've been together a long time, but I found somebody else. Okay. I mean, love. don't look at me like that. We could still be friends. You can come into my room whenever you want. We just can't know. No! Okay, just one time. Yeah,
4: that's it. Hmm.
3: (laughs) I was in the middle of a goddamn sentence. Didn't know that was going to happen, but okay. That's thanks to producer Mike, uh, hijacking the show, I guess. Um, the fuck was I even saying the intro intro great. Uh, the, the bumper's great. That clip, uh, interrupting me, wasn't so fucking great, but I digress. Um, but yes, welcome to a brand new episode of crossing the streams. We got a little bit of more of a massive episode or as the headline down there says the super Halloween Bonanza the fuck is a bonanza was it supposed to be
2: bonanza is that like is that the old sixty show that one i don't know yes
3: i i i didn't know that bonanza was was a word but okay anyway on our uh debut episode a month ago i was talking about a movie that i could not remember the name of and we were talking about it i just couldn't remember the movie was scare package. And I remember before the end of last month's episode, I had asked you if we could watch that and talk about it for a quick minute on the, the beginning of tonight's episode. So Rob, did you watch scare package?
2: Yes. About two weeks ago, I did watch it. And, uh, man, what a, what a, what a thrill ride that was. Um, talk about a movie within a movie about a movie and, uh, it was so much it was a, a comedic look at horror clichés and poking fun at some of our favorite horror movies and i just had a total blast with it
4: right
3: um the the producers of this film definitely took a chance um like actually i just cuz i rewatched it just uh today with uh one of my nurses one of my closer friends actually and she's younger she's in her early 20s and she just didn't get it. She just didn't get the movie at all. And and she said that it was one of the most horrible things I've showed her yet. <laughs> it's like man, like that movie's clever. Like the one thing I will say about Scare Package is it probably has one too many stories on it. It probably could have been shortened to maybe about fifteen minutes. Um, and I do think, in my opinion, two or three stories were not fun for me at all. Um, I didn't like the candy, the the stolen candy uh, episode story.
2: Um, yeah, I, I didn't like that one either.
3: Right, and I also didn't care for the spoiler story. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I think the weakest was the spoiler one. I just, I think that one was just for some reason. I just didn't find it funny. I didn't get the point of it. What was the point of it? Do you know? Is anyone in chat know? Let let us know because I don't think we know.
2: Yeah, let us know if you guys know because I, I was clueless about that. But.
3: Um, the werewolf one and the one where you find out that the husband and the wife is a part of a cult at the end of it—that one gets a pass. You know, it, it wasn't the strongest part of the the stories, but it was uh, okay. Um, yeah. other than that, the wraparound story, the cold open, the the one about the goo, and uh, the yeah. one about the uh, the killer who wouldn't die, which is a funny trope to make fun of um and the fact that dustin rhodes is in the movie like
2: yep
3: you know what i mean like so overall i think scared package is a four out of five i know we don't rate movies yeah, yeah. On the show but that's my uh my take on it
2: any well, notes if, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna say a, a rating i i'll probably be in the same ballpark maybe a little bit lower 3.5 uh but i agree with you on the wraparound. the wraparound story was great
3: yeah um and it sucks because, and again, people who don't get it, and people who also is are not going to know who Joe Bob Briggs is, they're not going to get why how awesome the end of the wraparound is. It, it it's just going to fall on deaf ears. Um, yep. I I don't know what else to say about it. It it's a great movie. I think it it has a couple of boring moments. You know, um, I do think that they could have cut two stories. And made the other stories, some of them, just a tad bit longer. Maybe just by another three or four minutes, I think.
4: Um,
3: Yeah. yeah, we just wanted to talk about that real quick before we moved on to the two main subjects of tonight. Rob, what else do we got on our plate tonight?
2: So later on, we're going to talk about the Halloween series. Um, Talk about some of our favorites. And I will finally let Mr. Producer Mike know my thoughts on Halloween kills because he said he's going to probably invade our show depending on how my, my rating goes. So, and then later on, we're going to be, there oh, we go. Hey, I love that meme. I love it. Yeah, I do too.
3: I'll try and my best to say I'm, when we get to Halloween kills, cause we're going to talk about the Halloween movies quickly in chronological form. But when we get to Halloween Kills, I'm gonna shut the fuck up and let you do your review, and then I'll give my thoughts
2: on that. All right, and then later on, guys, we're gonna be talking about the Dark Side of the Ring segment on Chris Benoit, uh, the most taboo name in wrestling history. There he is. uh, Yeah, there he is. I
3: personally Uh, think that he was one of the greatest in professional wrestling history. Oh well, if he fucking killed his family, just saying.
2: But (laughs) no, I. I i agree with you
3: there i'm sorry to cut you off my friend uh carrie yates says that she's currently watching a documentary on the halloween franchise what documentary is that carrie uh because isn't there a couple of different ones i don't know which one she's talking about anyway oh i got my friend josh in the chat he says the uh halloween kills is awful at and uh, I, I, I think he's just trolling, but then again, he uh, he thinks anything that I'm into is awful. So, yeah, l- take a look at that meme right there, Josh. You're the firefighter, just a little bit heavier on the heavier side, and you're the hater, okay? I don't know if Michael Myers could pick you up like that, but $50 million on opening weekend, hater, okay? All right, get that fucking meme off the screen. Thank you.
2: All right. So, so I think we're going to take a little break, guys. We're going to come back with... Our review of Halloween series.
0: You're you Where is it? It's life and death.
1: Hey, don't I know you? If it goes out, it means the death of millions of people. Everyone watching, don't you understand that? If- say it's a bomb then say say whatever you want say whatever you like just get it off the air please you just I, no no I can't prove it you've got to believe me
4: believe me
1: take it off the air now please you've got to it means
2: interruption we we're having technical problems please stand by
4: It's time, it's time, Time. we are experiencing
1: technical difficulties,
4: please stand by
0: dark masks. Gather round your TV set. Put on your masks and watch. All witches, all skeletons,
1: all jack o' lanterns. The third Gather commercial. It's still on. Please, take out the third outcome. channel. The third channel it's still watch. running. Stop it, please. For God's sake, please stop it. There's no more time. You've got
4: to. S- please stop it. Stop it now. Turn it off. Turn it off. Stop it. 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 Stop it.
3: Oh God, Rob, is that you? What what happened to you? Ah. Like, are you gonna Are you gonna spit out some fucking worms and maggots and spiders and all that?
2: I, I was just getting into the music there, and I was like, I just, I just had to grab my mask. And yes, that's, it is a, it is it is a silver shamrock mask, by the way.
3: That's a, I like it. I like that mask a lot. Yeah. All right. That was a nice little, nice little transition into our main, probably a main and the longest subject tonight. Before we get into the Halloween movies, I just want to point everyone's attention to the bottom banner that's going past that uh, our producer fixed the word on. Now it says super Halloween bonanza. Thank you, producer Mike. You're older than most of us in the chat and you, uh, you didn't know how to spell Bonanza, you dumb fuck. Anyway. Happy New
0: Year. Stay fit, keep sharp, make good decisions. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Okay. Oh, it's you. Yeah. Okay, but I didn't know you had your license.
3: <laughs> yep, that's that's uh, producer Mike. He's Slimer, basically. He thinks he's driving the bus correctly. Anyway, let's start off talking about the Halloween franchise, my friend. Let's start with the very first 1978 Halloween. I'm going to let you talk a little bit here first. Go ahead.
2: Uh, okay, so a lot of people uh, who watch my Father Mahoney show know the story. The very first movie I ever saw, horror-wise, was 1978 halloween so uh th- you can kind of blame michael myers for me being this you now but 1978 halloween uh man it was to this day i think it's still the standard bearer in all slasher movies um jamie lee curtis is terrific um nick castle i mean what i mean what hasn't anyone said that I can't already say because I mean, everything's been said already about this movie. It's just a genuine classic. And uh, when I die, I want this thing buried with me. So that, that's how I feel about this movie.
3: Real quick, are you wearing what I think you're wearing? Show everybody that beautiful shirt. Oh my God, that is merch for our show. It's crossing its dreams with Rob and Cody. I love how the O's have the Ghostbuster symbol. Yeah.
4: That-
3: that that's so hot. That makes my fucking dick hard. Anyway, moving on. Um. So, okay. Before I say what I'm about to say, by the way, you forgot to put over um um Donald Pleasance. Producer Mike wants you to put over Donald Pleasance.
2: Oh yes, well Donald Pleasance. Um, I think Donald Pleasance is the matriarch of the whole series. They always say they always talk about Jamie Lee, and then they always talk about. Daniel Harris during her years, but Donald Pleasants carried this, uh, franchise for five movies. And, uh, me and Mike always see eye to eye when it comes to Halloween six, but we'll get to that. And I'm sure you're going to rag on us too, Cody on Halloween six, but RIP, well, RIP Donald Pleasance.
3: Yes, of course. Producer Mike has a tear in his eye as we speak, probably. Um, okay so it turns out that halloween six won't be the only movie that i'll be ragging on now i want everyone to take off their nostalgic goggles for two minutes and hear me out on this the original 1978 halloween is a trash film there i fucking said it i re i i it's been years since i've watched these movies i've you know there's a couple of them that i really like and I uh, I watched quite a few, quite a few of them over the last week or so. The original nineteen seventy eight Halloween is 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 really amateurish, trashy, and just all around laughable in the wrong ways. Yes, it's classic. Yes, everyone has nostalgic panties on for it, and I understand that. The acting is is tr- is is disgusting. The acting besides besides Donald Pleasant's, and maybe a couple others. The acting is terrible. Michael, Michael Myers is greatly represented in the movie. He was the shape. He it was his very first film. It it needed to have the pace that it had in the, in that movie. I'm not ragging on it for that. The acting from the teenagers ferocious. Just just god
2: awful. Which which, uh, which teenager do you think represented the worst? Then
3: probably it was her name Annie. Is she the one that got choked out in the car and then hit with yeah. Something?
2: Yeah, Nancy Nancy Keese. Okay,
3: her death scene, like, she was just like, and then he just had to fucking hit her to shut up, because she was supposed to be choking to death, but it was just,
4: like,
3: how can, what? How can I take that serious? I know it came out in 1978, I understand that, but were people Neanderthals at that point? Like, No and and john carpenter like he couldn't have found a little bit better actors anyway here's another problem i have with the 78 film what does it have two or three music cues in it it just has two or three music cues in it that's it
2: yeah ding 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 ding. ding. that one and yeah
3: and then the the main halloween theme which we all know and then i think one more and that's
4: it that's fucking it
2: Oh my, I not, I I will get I will give you that on the the music score.
3: Right. Now, I'm not going to talk about the fact that the movie has no gore. That was that was the point of the 78 film. Um and I I don't think that was a bad thing. I think it 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 worked to its atmosphere because that the movie was all about atmosphere, the pacing, the creepiness factor of it. I do understand that. Um yeah, I'm sure. just saying that the first one aged very poorly <clears throat> and speaking of being of aging very poorly there is a specific moment in the 78 halloween that i forgot about until i just re-watched it just a few days ago do you remember the part where i th- oh god what was his name it was the other couple that went to the house went to
2: lindsay's he, house i already know where you're going, going. Do you wanna say know.
3: it or because i 'cause I'm gonna say yeah, it. Yeah. I'm not afraid to say first, it. First, first I, rip I rip off your, off your clothes, clothes, then you rip, off, rip off my clothes,
2: clothes and then and we, then we off rip Rindley's off Rinsley's clothes. clothes.
3: Yep. My yeah. God, a fucking pedophile joke, rate SmackDab and John Carpenter's nineteen seventy-eight classic. You could not fucking get away with saying that in, in even ten years ago, you know, like
2: uh, yeah, but guy, you can't even you can't even get away with saying hi in today's uh, in today's society either. So you can't get away with saying what? Hi. Oh, I'm hi. A, every, yeah. Yeah. Everything's canceled now. It's like.
3: I mean, I'm canceled now because I just said the '78 Halloween's a trash film. It is a trash film. I'm sorry. I I don't I don't judge chat for loving it. I don't judge you for loving it. It is a classic. All jokes aside, it is a a classic film. It is an important film. It did jumpstart the slasher genre as far as i know the mainstream slasher genre at least
2: um and we, was, and we uh, get we, we got uh, pj souls Soul. too
3: yes yeah um and uh but my god <clears throat> i la- i'm not gonna lie i laughed pretty hard at the ripping the Lindsay clothes off joke because i totally forgot about it. and i like dark humor like that so it was kind of funny for me to, to hear that again but yeah. um other than that it, you know the movie's third act, in my opinion. You can, you can guys can let me know if I'm wrong about this. The the third act is its strongest point. Um, I do think that yeah, yep, Cripple Cody canceled. That's for goddamn facts. Um, I I really love the third act. It uh, it it the pacing of it just kicks into high gear. You know, Loomis finally finds where Michael Myers is, and it I think it
2: has a good ending to set up for the next one. You no, know, it has it has a great ending. It has that uh, iconic has that iconic line at the end. Uh what's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, that was. I, I love that ending.
3: Now I, I, I thought that I I thought that I heard that wrong because I thought all these years I thought she said was that the boogeyman, but she
2: said it real fast. But she says she actually said what's the boogeyman?
4: Yep. And that's it, what
2: I that's what I hear I mean but I've I've heard that conversation from a lot of people saying that it's it said so fast it could be one or the other.
3: Right because it doesn't really make sense that she said what's the boogeyman and he says I'm not of fact it was you know like that yeah. doesn't make sense but yeah. if she would have said what was that the boogeyman I don't know it it might it could have been either or I I don't care.
2: Yeah. Um
3: any more notes you have uh, to add on the first Halloween before we jump on to the next one?
2: Oh No, I, I think the ending was perfect, and it set up uh, what we're about to talk to, about next. Uh, I, I fired six shots. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he was doing that uh, well
3: last night. I can't do it like our friend yeah, uh, yeah. David did. A couple yep. of weeks ago, we had uh, David Irons, uh, author of Don't Go to Wheelchair Camp, I believe. Um, yeah. and he was just <laughs> doing he was doing Loomis impressions I wish I could do the fucking Loomis impressions that he was doing my god yeah. You guys should go check that episode out tales from the Crips," from uh, I think last week or the week before I got him. Last the- week. It was last week Um a yeah. highlight of that interview was I got him to call a couple american figures bloody cunts because that's what the british say So I had him saying anyway moving on um halloween 2 I I like this film, I, I rewatched it, I loved it. This, the, the, for everything that I wished Halloween 78 was, this film was to me, it was, the acting was better. I enjoyed the characters better. Uh, I, I thought Loomis had a, a better part in it and more in it. And uh, I, I know this is something I should have always known, but I must've forgotten till recent memory. Michael Myers is played by a man named Dick Warlock. Is If that's not the most fucking epic thing ever, I don't know what is. I wish my name was Dick Warlock. I might just name my dick Dick Warlock. Warlock. <laughs> yeah, his name is Dick Warlock. What the fuck? Anyway, I guess he was on Rabbit and Red Radio back in the day, Mike said. So I guess go check that out if it's available. I don't know yeah dick warlock yeah. um
2: so go ahead rob let's talk about halloween 2 a little bit okay well you talked about the score from 78 well the, the score from this one i feel like it's almost another character in the movie uh it is played so well the stairwell scene is is phenomenal with that music <laughs> it, i mean it literally has goosebumps every time i watch that movie and i hear that do Mm-hmm. Ding. Ding 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 Oh, I love that fucking um that's like my favorite score. I will say it right now. My favorite score of any horror movie. Right now. You,
3: you know, also, <laughs> this is just me here, but when they when they reshow the last couple of minutes of the first one and they put in different music for the for the flashback, and I actually like the music better in Halloween 2's flashback of the first yeah. one and i like the color scheme better it's darker and and you don't see uh half retarded michael myers's face uh you know and and the flashback in the beginning of part two also let's talk for a moment about the intro the credits intro the way that the pumpkin lights up and then by the end of it it opens up and you get like a, a skeleton face on the inside
2: Yeah, it's like a skeleton face yeah i love that love it it it's it,
3: it, it Oh God, Halloween two. Why doesn't people talk about Halloween two as as the, the quintessential Halloween movie from the original? Well I'm,
2: well, I'm gonna tell you right now, I did it I did a top ten um about like three years ago, and my number one movie was Halloween two. So. Awesome.
3: Well hey, I guess I picked a good partner for this show.
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right here. <laughs>
3: anyway um let's talk about the characters real quick uh again the acting way better um i i like the characters i like i like old bud he that guy he i man i wish they would have kept him in there till the end you know like i mean he went out a hero you know in the hot tub getting strangled you know after he got some pussy yeah
2: or did no wait he
3: didn't actually get some pussy he
2: just got no no, they got. I think they were like making up, but I don't think he ever got got to the finish line.
3: Right, because it got too hot in there.
2: Yeah, I
3: don't get
4: it too warm in the
3: or whatever
2: the fuck she said. I don't know. <laughs>
3: um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that kind of warm, exactly. I, I, don't. You know, I had to watch that clip enough on uh, the last episode of Rabbit Red. I only want to see that very few times on my show. Producer Mike, bitch. Anyway, um. The, the Bud's dialogue is great. Um, yes, in his very few dialogue scenes, my favorite, of course, is when he's sitting there cussing, and that girl's like, "You know, Bud, every other word's out of your mouth is either hell, shit, or damn." And he says, "Sorry, I guess we will just fuck up all the time." I love that is so something that I would do. Yeah, I've probably done that before. In all honesty,
2: what's the other one? He goes, "Amazing Grace, come sit on my face." <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't remember how the rest of it went, but...
2: Uh, yeah. I, I something about, I need some pie.
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe he said, please don't cry, I need your pie, or something like that. I don't know. Um, You know, Jimmy, I think his name was, he was the one that was smitten with Lori. He was a good character. Um, yes, he was. I found his death to be a little bit of a, a bitch cop-out, because what the fuck? He slipped on a pool of blood, and then he fell unconscious in the car, and that was yeah. it. And it's like, man, like, okay, whatever. Now, let me ask you guys this uh, question for chat, and specifically for you, Rob. What if, because the first one and second one, they talked about the character of um, Ben Tramer. Is that his name? The the guy that Laurie was supposed to ask out. I was going to actually bring up Ben Tramer. That's funny. So I was thinking throughout the whole viewing of part two, what if the what if they would have made the uh, the EMT guy Jimmy not Jimmy? What if they would have made him Ben Tramer? Because wouldn't that have made sense? Like, oh, you know, yeah, they were in high school, yeah, but like, you know, maybe they were eighteen, maybe he was nineteen, and he already had a crush on Lori, as established by Annie and the first one. Yeah. Maybe they should have made Ben Tramer that character. That you know, can I get you a coke? I'll get you that coke later. You know <laughs> um i don't know that was just a random thought that i had
2: no i agree with that um because you know they built up that whole ben tramer thing and then they had the accident where they thought they killed michael and then remember the kids were like ben tramer was like missing so i i, I was thinking like okay maybe that wasn't ben tramer they killed but maybe the emt could have been ben tramer and i thought that would have made more sense than introducing a new guy that actually like Laurie too. Yeah.
3: Um, also I want to touch on the fact it, it, the my the best strongest scenes in Halloween 2, the original really isn't even the death scenes. It's the scenes with Loomis. I mean when they're driving around when they go to the school and and he's he's telling the backstory of Sam Hain and Halloween and just giving us finally giving us much more, you know, backstory on why Michael Myers might be doing what he's doing. I, I love that stuff that even still to this day, Halloween two has aged very well. Unlike the first trash film. And yes, I said it, it's a trash film. Um, Halloween two has definitely aged so fucking well. That's up until, you know, recent opinions of recent entries. I I would definitely have told people, you know, if you want to check out one Halloween movie, check out two. Um, yeah. and I would still probably say that it, it just all those scenes with Loomis is chilling.
2: And he just he tells such
3: a great story.
2: And uh, also um the hospital setting is a great um setting for the movie too. Um yes. the the character of um Mrs. Alves, she's terrific. Um Do- Dr. Mixer was hilarious. Like you know, he yeah, he he wakes up from a fucking drunken stupor to be like uh try to help Lori out and in her injuries. Yeah, uh, and, and even the, even the um, who is it the the security guy who he was great he was great in his role I mean he had a small role but oh, uh, I, 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 do, I I liked all the characters in the hospital I did
3: oh. I do want to also add um because I've spent overnights in hospitals and uh, after hours in a hospital is definitely a different vibe than daytime hours in a hospital and it is definitely an uncomfortable feeling I mean, you have most of the population in the world already hate hospitals as is. And so, yes, I think a hospital setting for a horror movie of just about any kind, I think is a great decision because it's a anxiety inducing setting.
4: Yep. I agree. Um,
3: so, yeah, uh, I just want to say one last time, Dick Warlock, cause uh, he's the man and uh, I love the ending. You know, I, 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 I do kind of view, and I'm sure I know I'm not the only one that's ever said this, but uh, Halloween 1 and 2, I'm going to ignore that this is up on the screen again because it's definitely not funny the second time around, but uh, Halloween 1 and 2 uh, is kind of like one movie altogether. Uh, that's what the pacing of all of it actually feels like.
2: Yeah, and uh, I love the ending with uh, them uh, blinding Michael, and uh, what, what does Loomis say at the end? Uh, goodbye, Michael, or something. He, he likes to match. And-
3: I, I, I thought he said, it's time,
2: Michael. It's time, something. Michael. Is it's that what time, he said? Michael. Yeah.
3: I fucking love it, man. There is not a boring moment in Halloween 2. Um, yeah. I also want to bring up one of the more cringeworthy moments in Halloween 2 before we move on, and that's the uh, the kid with the razor in his mouth. I mean, that that still makes me cringe to this day yeah. Um, When I was a kid and watching these movies on CRT TVs, I thought that was a spit bubble. But, you know, now you can see clearly that that is a fucking, that's a razor still on the inside of his mouth. Yeah. Um, two other notes I want to make real quick before we move on. Um, Because, c- again, I have not rewatched this franchise since my teens, actually. Uh, and I've been quite surprised in these past few days of how my opinions uh, of these new viewings of these movies have differed uh compared to my past opinions
0: but yeah. um
3: uh you know like i said i was watching these movies on crt te- televisions in the day it's way different when you watch it in hd now obviously everyone knows that um two other scenes of note there's when Lori gets herself out of the car after uh jimmy just you know and just dies supposedly or just unconscious yeah. for the last 40 some years Um, he, uh, uh, she comes in and she sees that nurse that ends up getting stabbed in the back by Dick himself. And she gets raised up in the air back when you would watch the, um, four by three version, seeing that nurse through Lori's vision it doesn't make sense because it just looks like the same as any other scene but when you watch it in widescreen you see the the far ends of the left and right sides of the screen like distorted and given off that notion that she's drugged that you know what i mean yeah and i just thought that was a, a nice little note that i uh recognized watching it this time around uh one last thing i want to make note of and it's not on the movie producers and i don't uh consider this a bad thing about the movie it's more so the brightness of my tv but now on these newer tvs you know people have higher contrasts and and all that at the very end when laurie shoots michael in both of his eyes it looks terrible when the screen is brighter because all you can see clearly that his eyes are just closed and there's just blood coming out of the top of the eyelid of the mask you can see that um So I just wanted to bring that up real quick before we ended it. Um, this, it, it, we'll get into it more later as we cover more sequels, but uh, I believe this is the only Halloween movie in the original franchise that has a happy ending, I think. Because this will kind of...
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, think, I, think I think you're right. You're
3: right. Yeah. So, uh, all right, moving on to Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, and before any of you motherfuckers in chat say anything i just want to state real quick this is by far my favorite movie in the franchise why because it doesn't rely on michael fucking myers it, it it is a completely original story and goddamn all of you back in the 80s for not making sure this was financially successful so they could have moved a halloween franchise in the right direction
2: i'm gonna say i'm gonna say one thing about this movie <laughs> This is the only true Halloween movie in the whole franchise. Yes. Because, because it's about Halloween and not about a serial killer who's just killing on Halloween. Um, the performances in this movie are above all performances. Uh, Tom Atkins, I mean, you cannot fucking go wrong with Tom Atkins in your movie. You can't. Uh, they, they should give him a fucking statue horror, God, Tom Atkins, uh, what? the score in this movie, the, the silver shamrock is the most hummable theme. You don't even have to be a Halloween horror fan to know this theme. That's, that's how iconic this theme is. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I saw you were going to say something.
3: It's okay. Um, I, I, out of all the movies in the entire Halloween franchise, it, it is season of the witch that I've watched the most. Um, but even with that being said, I haven't watched it in about two or three years. Um, my final, my, my watch through, actually, I just watched it last night. Man, <laughs> if there is one thing that has aged poorly about this movie, it's the fact that Tom Atkins character is a womanizing piece of shit. Like, no, like he just, he's, he's got a hard on for every fucking woman that he encounters just about in the entire movie.
2: Yep. Well, he, it, well, except for his ex-wife.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the only two exceptions is uh, his ex-wife and then that one older lady that gets the the, the the zap in the mouth and then she gets the fucking, you know, the spiders coming out of her mouth. I think that, yeah. that's it. Every other female he encounters. like Even,
2: even, even the older nurse, he was like, hey, you always were the best at this. And he's like, damn, like... <laughs> He's like thirty yeah. years, forty years, you're elder. <laughs> yeah,
3: just like producer Mike just put on the screen. You're damn right. That's the character I would play because that's how I would be in that world. And that, yeah. who knows? Maybe that's how I am in the real world. Hmm. Anyway, um, my God, I, what is it that you can say about this movie that hasn't already been said? People either love it or hate it. I yeah. I love it. Um, I I don't I I I the pacing of it is good, and. You know some of the reveals, and and I will say it's kind of cheesy to see all the robot men bleed egg yolk. <laughs> that's what yeah. it looks like to me. <laughs> like they, you know. But but other than that, I think that the special effects in this movie is really good. You know, I, it's a little sci-fi more so than it is slashery. But still, that's that's what they were going for. I love it. Like
2: and uh, uh, the ca- the character of Cochrane, probably the best villain in any horror movie uh yeah. honestly I would put yeah. him up there in the top.
3: Now, oh man, I should know this, but what else have I
2: seen him off of? Did he play in RoboCop? Uh, no, I I I know who you're talking about though. That's uh that's the guy from Beverly Hills Cop was having RoboCop. Really? Yeah, that's the cap the captain uh can't remember his name in Beverly Hills Cop, but uh producer It's Ron, I- it's Ron something.
3: Producer Mike, if you know the answer, because I know I've seen the guy who played Cochran. Is that his name in this movie? Yeah, it, uh, that actor I have definitely seen him in in another
2: movie. What does the
1: he play? He, he was in RoboCop. That's what was I he
2: thought. A, uh, who would he play he in, was, in RoboCop? He was, he
1: was like the head. He was like the head of um of OCP or something like that.
2: Yeah, he oh, was. A, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I was, th- but I'm so thinking about the one guy one who head. was i'm thinking about the guy that was uh the one that um uh, robocop shot out the window mm. that that was um, um that, that Ronnie was, uh, ron something
1: well, no wait that was miguel ferrer i think
2: no that was the um, same guy from beverly hills cop the one that um that that kept trying to get axel to go back to uh, um detroit
3: Hmm. The point is, 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 I uh, we were correct. That guy was in RoboCop. I thought yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah. And he's a great villain. I he's fucking great. Yeah. Bye, Mike. I'm sure you'll be back when we talk about Halloween. 6. the worst one in the franchise. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Halloween three. Uh. Three entries before the uh, the worst one in the franchise. Let me just say that. Uh. But um. Great
2: movie. Uh, anything can else we,
4: on that one?
2: Yeah. Can we talk about the ending? I mean, the intro that we had for this whole segment, the, when he's trying to get the third channel off, I mean, talk about a fucking cliffhanger, because it leaves you hanging. Did did he finally get that channel off, or did every kid die in the world? I, I, prefer, mean,
3: I prefer to think that every kid in the entire world died. That's the
2: world I would want to live in. But uh, I, I, I agree. I agree. Are you not a kid person either, Rob? I'm a kid person, but I... I like we talked about earlier that two was the only one that really had the happy ending. I believe that there was not a happy ending in part three. I, I just feel that.
3: Um, And you know what? And I was thinking that a little bit last night when I was watching it, that they probably could have gave part three a slightly better ending, but you got to think, they were making part three and it with it in mind that they were not going to go back to michael myers they were but i also don't think they were going to keep up with the season of the that same storyline i think they were going to use a different storyline for each halloween movie going forward after that i think
2: well um i'm going to talk about halloween three and i i know the connection between halloween three and the michael myers saga but i'm going to talk about that later
3: okay um, and before we move on, I do actually like the fact that they did a metaverse thing where you saw uh Halloween on the TV a couple of times in Halloween 3. But yeah. that's really uh, uh, what's his name? Tom Atkins. He's amazing. I anything that he cameos in or plays in one of these days, um, uh, maybe for next episode, we got to cover uh Night of the Creeps, I think it's called, which is one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah. yeah, no, no promises on that, but one of these episodes in the future, we'll talk about Night of the Creeps in depth. Um, all right that was halloween three
2: uh you want to move on to halloween four sure the return of michael myers yes. because of all you because of all you bastards didn't back three michael myers makes his triumphant return even though he got shot in the eyes <laughs> but uh halloween four you know brings us a new heroine in daniel harris uh daniel uh plays supposedly laurie strode's Uh, daughter even though Laurie is not to be present. uh, She does have a picture that Daniel Harris looks at and that's about the only time you see Laurie Shirt in the movie. Uh, But she's been adopted by the Carruthers and uh, Rachel is actually one of my favorites in the series. Uh, Not my total favorite but I have like a top five and Rachel, I I loved her character. Um, I actually uh, took a little time for uh, Daniel Harris to grow on me. Uh, four is really good. Five was real cheesy, but I've really grown to appreciate Daniel Harris's part in the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the original storyline. So what do you have to say about four?
3: Well, so four, uh, is where it starts to get interesting for me because when I was younger, I wasn't a big fan of part four. Um, and going into my brand new viewing uh, like all these years later, I was thinking I was gonna have the same opinion as I did before. <laughs> However, I actually feel like four is a very very strong movie and I agree with you on your point about Rachel she is a great character um i I, I love almost everything about her in this movie she's down to earth she's flawed but she's she's genuine and she has a heart um yeah. she made up the perfect companion for. Of uh, Daniel Harris's character. Um, yep. I also feel, and I'm not, and I'm not saying this just to kiss Mike's ball sack, I really do feel as far as Donald Pleasant's uh, Loomis character, this was his absolute strongest uh performance. Agreed. Uh, if there is one thing that gave me anxiety watching all of these movies back to back to back within the last three, four days, it's that loomis just gets shafted in almost every fucking movie that he is in and what i like about part four is he actually has a moment where he's happy you know and that which is one of my favorite moments of the movie is when he's walking down the road and he first get first gets shafted by those young college punks that make him chase after the car and then he gets into the truck with that is it was it a preacher dude is that yeah yeah
2: yeah
4: and and just
3: that whole fucking scene. I loved it. You know, he just gave in to taking a drink and he cracked a smile. And I, I understood like, I understand like what the franchise was, was going for. You know, he was uh, the doctor of a serial killer. He was supposed to be serious all the time, but damn it. I do wish we would have had more happier Loomis moments. I think it would have been awesome. The only other moment that I can think of that he cracked a smile was in at the end of the first one, when he whispered to those kids, like Yachty, get away from
2: there or something get your yeah. ass away from there. get your like, ass get your ass away from there
3: Lonnie. <laughs> yeah i can't do it but um it, the, the, you know he cracked a smile right there but uh hey, uh,
2: Lonnie.
3: He hey
1: Lonnie. Yep. get your ass away from there real quick
3: mike while you're here come back <laughs> come back mike is he not going to come back Mike? I, I can't request for the producer to come back there he yeah. is I got it real quick. Do you? Would you agree that that's an all-time favorite moment of Loomis when he's in the truck with the preacher? Um, come on, man.
1: He was drinking his bourbon. He enjoys his bourbon, and uh, you know he's just generally a a happy-go-lucky individual. Anybody
3: remember that song that he was uh, that the old man was singing? So
2: down by the river. With the river, the beautiful, beautiful beautiful, beautiful river. (laughs)
4: Gather
3: with the saints at the
4: river.
3: I I love, I
2: love almost every, almost every scene. You know what, that that scene is uh, so iconic also because of the fact that Loomis and him actually made a connection when he was talking about what he was chasing. Uh, You can't kill damnation. And he's like, I know that. And it was like, it was like almost like Loomis found his perfect, like, rising buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I, so here, so this brings me to one of my, um, one, one of my negatives about this movie. And that's that um, they probably introduced more throwaway characters that nothing happened to uh, in this one than any of the other Halloween movies, you know, you you have the preacher dude, which let's be honest None of us wanted to see him die. Okay, cool but then you had in in the store scene where that young punk guy was trying on the sunglasses and they They, uh, they dared him to go ask that girl. Where did that that
2: guy didn't come back? I don't think right. No, he no He didn't come back again after that. No,
3: right. So they just you know, they had a few throwaway characters um but that's that's my oh oh and my wait, only wait,
2: wait, wade his well, his name was wade okay
3: sorry everyone i don't remember all the names of all the yeah. characters cancel me over it Fuck, sake, thank you fuck off wade right um I don't like it. it, This is just a a tidbit thing from me. It doesn't have a bad thing to do with the movie. It doesn't you know, make it a negative necessarily, but I do think that the actor that played Michael Myers in part four is a little too stocky. I I think he's just a little too bigger boned. Um, I'm not saying that Michael Myers needs to be super skinny or anything like that, but especially at the end when Rachel's hitting him about to hit him with the the truck, he just looks super fucking stocky. And it's like, yeah, like, i don't know and and the mask i'm not a fan of the mask in this one i just think it looks too halloween store which i guess you know he did get his mask from the halloween store so maybe that's what they were going for um oh is is that his name is that the guy who played him in part four
2: i think he played him in four and five i believe he played him in five no
3: no he can't because he looks totally different in part five mike uh, producer mike who plays five yeah look up that mike while we're talking about the rest of this um so another note I want to make is uh am I alone in thinking that
1: because one of the big I don't have to look it up number 1
2: okay. number
1: 2 George P Wilbur played him in Halloween 4 Don Shanks played him in Halloween John Shanks Don Shanks yeah George P Wilbur played him in Halloween 6
2: That's right and he played 6 when
1: they did that when they did the reshoots they brought in um, um, A. Michael Lerner to play him for the reshoot because George P. Wilbur declined to return because he was not happy about how they handled the film after. Are you gonna cry? What is going on right
4: now?
3: All right. Mike, you per, 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 uh, compose yourself, Mike. You you can come back uh, after you wiped your tears when we talk about Curse of Michael. My Jesus Christ, that wasn't fake right there, people. That was that was some real producer tears right na- right there. Jesus Christ, he was just in the middle of a sentence, out of nowhere. <laughs> what the fuck? Jesus Christ, you pansy bitch. Anyway, um there's not much I dislike about this movie. If there was one thing that I wish they would have slightly altered that I think that would have made, maybe got a little bit more of a pop from the crowd that watched this movie in the theaters was um, the little side story
2: of uh, what was Rachel's boyfriend's name? Oh, um, oh, I know who you're talking about. He got shot, but he got, um, he was the one that was trying to kill Michael with the gun.
3: Yeah. So anyway, Uh, yeah, he, uh, you know, he cheated on, Rachel with that other girl that was just walking around in her underwear the uh, Brady
2: Brady Brady. Yeah um, I I, w- I would have cheated too. I'm, I'll, I'll be honest uh, that that girl was uh, Yeah, I, I would definitely try to get into her her, her pants when I was younger
3: Oh, I would have licked the turd nuggets out of her asshole. So, yeah,
2: I mean for sure I wouldn't have cared if she was the sheriff's daughter but. and and I'm not I'm not saying you should cheat on your girlfriend people I'm just saying at that particular time and that particular girl, yeah, I would have gone for it too.
3: Yeah, but this was still the 80s. You could do whatever you want in the 80s. Was this filmed in the 80s?
2: Yeah, I think it was. It was yes. Yes, it was.
3: Oh, it was okay.
2: 88, 88, I believe.
3: So my point is this. <clears throat> they had this quick little scene between Rachel and that girl. And they just had a quick little tit for tat spat and she threw some coffee on her. I wanted to see a, a bigger scene between them two. And I know it's a Halloween That's right. movie. That's yeah, right. I wanted to see a, a little bit more from that, honestly. Like, you know, that was that was kind of more than half the movie outside of the stuff with Michael Myers, you know, because Rachel was a lovable character. And I just wanted to see her do something else than just pour coffee on you know what i mean yeah cops do it by the book yeah exactly and yeah. it would have been it would have been funny if she would like maybe punched her in the face and said you know take that to your cop book or something like stupid like that that would have been great if they would have had an extra thing between them two but alas it wasn't about them too unfortunately whatever
2: um and i want to actually before we go to five i want to talk about the ending where uh jamie tries to kill her stepmom
4: yes
3: what a powerful powerful ending yeah oh my god with loom is like no nah! 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 yeah
2: and then he, tried, then he tried
3: to shoot her like i would have definitely shot her
2: even if she yeah. wouldn't have done anything bad yeah. but yeah what a fucking great ending my and, god and of all the endings i think that one caught me by the surprise the most Mm-hmm. Like I, you don't, you don't even see that coming until like after you think everything's over, and then all of a sudden you see someone walking up the stairs, and then a mask being put on, and I'm like sitting there going, "Am I watching Halloween one again?" Like, <laughs> what's going on? Like and then, then you see her looking at her, uh, her, her stepmom, and then you hear the stepmom scream, and everybody runs up the stairs, and then you see Jamie with all the blood. you like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Now, did because I don't know this. Did they did
3: they already know ahead of time that they were doing Halloween Five and what direction they were going into or, or not?
2: Was they I, just I did I believe they did know they were going because I think it was only released uh, like a year later. So that's what I thought. Yeah. Right. Um.
3: One more note I want to make. Uh, I love Sheriff Meeker. Is that his name? Yeah. I I th- no, don't get me wrong. Nothing was wrong with Bracket. You know, whatever, but uh, I I loved Meeker. I just thought he had a much better presence. He he came off much more as a concerned sheriff, um, and that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's move on. Uh, you know, and before we move on to part five, I want to say again, I love part four. Like it, it, it surprised me how much I enjoyed it. It, it. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. One last thing. In the school, when they bump into Michael Myers is michael's mask's hair blonde in that scene it looks it is that a di- producer is that a different mask that he come in here for a second god damn it is that a different mask that they're using for that quick scene where he throws loomis through the the window or whatever because it and, and that's it looks like it, his was ha-
1: a, it was a mask it was a mask error because there was something <laughs> something, <laughs> something happened with the mask And they weren't able to um to get it fixed or replaced or where something happened with it and they had to reshoot the the scene in the school or something like that. I don't know. So so was error uh, with the mask. That was
3: what's the the, so the school scenes that was part of the reshoots. I take
1: it. No, no, no. There wasn't reshoots. They just well see because what happened was um there i i think they 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 shot some scene and i I think um i think it was when they shot it out of sequence and i think the uh you know when when he's like pulling jamie back toward the steps and she sprays him with the fire extinguisher yeah i think the uh fire extinguisher kind of damaged the uh hair oh when they went back to shoot it i i think that that's what happened don't quote me on that but i think so
3: okay i think i heard something like that too all right all right um i think that was the last note i had about part four no that wasn't the last note i want to say also i loved the intro credits of part four it was a lot more slower darker lower in tone and i i just i loved it like it i don't get me wrong. I love the Halloween theme and all that, but man, I like that part four opens up with that very boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? It was,
4: yeah.
3: So that's pretty much it. And, uh, I part four might be one of the strongest in the, uh, in the original franchise and anyone who doesn't bl- uh, believe in that. I'll just say what Loomis said to Michael in the gas station. God damn you. God damn. you! Anyway, Goddamn you, Michael. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to part five. Tell me your thoughts on part five.
2: I'm going to agree with producer Mike because he just put it on the screen where they said they rushed five. I agree with that to a point. I think there are some strong points to five, but I think the negative points definitely outweigh the positive points on, on five.
3: Um.
2: Was that it? You want me
3: to talk now? Good.
2: Okay. A little bit, yeah. I, I, I'll say some more, okay. but...
3: Okay. Um, here's what I'll start off by saying about part five. It is a very, very frustrating film. There, there are, You're right. There are parts about it that I really like. I like that they continued on with the next chapter, naturally, of what would happen to uh, Jamie Lloyd. Um, I like that Rachel's still in there. And, and even though she dies so fucking early in the movie, she's still Rachel. She's still yeah. the same lovable Rachel, and man, I wished I didn't kill her. I think that she should have been another one to like just last until the end of the fucking film at least. Yeah, and I don't know. Um, excuse me. Uh, it was interesting to find out that Jamie didn't actually kill her stepmom in the end of part four; that she just stabbed her. Yeah, uh, it sucks that we didn't get a cameo appearance by the parents, real quick. Uh, that would have been great.
2: I agree with that. Um, my my thing with five is how do I say this? Let me get back to that because I'm going. Okay. G- I I want to okay. make sure I say this without embarrassing the film. Okay. So, I I on
3: the other hand have no problem embarrassing the film, but um, I know
2: you. I know you don't.
3: You, you continue to think about your points while I continue to yap on. Um, it's just a, such a frustrating film. If you cut out all of the Thorn cult shit that started in this movie, this movie could have been better uh, if they would have replaced it with a little bit better. Here's my main problem with part five. I'm tired of pussyfooting around the subject. They they started to touch on the subject of Michael Myers having emotions and and, and having a conscience. You know, like you know that type of stuff, but they did—they didn't go anywhere with it. And I'm not saying that by the end of the movie, Michael should have handed Loomis the knife and everybody should have walked home into the sunset, wrapping arms around each other. Not nothing like that. But man, they, just, they it was so frustrating to, to to see emotions finally on Michael Myers in a weird kind of way, and then them just not go anywhere with it. They didn't yeah. go anywhere with it in that one. They never went anywhere with it in the rest of the fucking franchise so far as of this recording. Um, I I don't like uh, the, the setting in this movie. I don't like the fact that there is no strong lead in it other than Danielle Harris and Donald Pleasance. Uh, and someone said this on another episode that we were doing, but Tina sucks. I hate yeah. that character. And whenever she'd be walking around the house, they'd play that weird guitar riff. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Was that the late 80s version of the yeah. dyke theme? Like, because you knew that that girl was an in-the-closet dyke. You know that, right?
4: Yeah. Like,
3: she was touching on Rachel, touching on Tina was her name. And, like, she – like, I I remember thinking before – um, I remember thinking before, you know, I was an adult watching this movie that man, that that girl's gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that or anything like that. Um, you know, and I was just I'm I'm just saying it in a lighthearted way when I call that character a dyke, but uh, she, is, she she was just so out of place in this franchise. I thought. Um, right.
2: I, I, I know what I'm going to say now.
3: Okay, uh, and a couple more notes I want to make before I throw it back to you. I will say a, a good uh, a thing about uh, uh, Halloween five is that Michael Myers is a fucking heel in this movie. And what I mean by that is not the kills. I mean the fucking asshole things that he does in the movie before he, you know, he kills anyone um, when he scratches the car, when yeah. he, when he's driving it with the mask on, which I think is the only time you see his eyeballs, except for when his mask is off. Uh, in the beginning and in the end of the film. And then the fact that he speeds up past the gas station when she wants to stop and get cigarettes. And then he, I, I do like that about this movie that they made Michael Myers a completely fucking, yeah, he turned heel in this movie. yeah he's,
2: he's like a dick in this movie.
3: This movie should have been called Halloween five, the heel turn of Michael Myers or something like that. That's what they should have called it. um And then rate last, last point before I throw it to you, I want to say that uh, this is my absolute favorite mask. In the entire franchise i love halloween fives mask
2: all right so part um i'm gonna piggyback on what you said about rachel being back i love the fact like you i love the fact that rachel is back i hated how fast she got killed like you said but in between that we get the fucking keystone cops uh remember the scene when they're coming out of the house and they have that like what the fuck was that? Like, whose fucking idea was to put like fucking uh idiot music when the cops are coming out? I know what they were going for. They were going for like, well, we got more dumbass cops that don't know what's going on, but it's just so it felt like I was watching fucking the like a clown movie like it just it it's just I, I didn't even think I was watching a Halloween movie when I saw that. I was like what the fuck? Who, whose idea was it to put this retarded music in as cops are walking out?
4: What,
3: and,
2: year, did yeah, go out? Ahead.
3: what year did this one come out? 89? Yes. Because, you know, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I got to make this point real quick. Um, I was thinking in that moment, like, well, they're parodying uh, Bulk and Skull from Power Rangers. But no, Power Rangers didn't come out to like four years later.
2: Yeah so i was just like whose idea was this now talking about what remember what i mentioned about uh the jamie louie character it took me a little time to grow i think half of this movie she had me convinced as a traumatized patient uh that's a hard role to play because you know she can't easily use her words she has to use emotions and i think for the most part she did that it's not until the whole fucking cookie woman scene that just threw me off. And I'm like, who is the writer that produced? I'm like, who wrote this fucking uh, screenplay? Because that whole scene is idiotic cookie woman. And I know she can't really see it. She sees the woman holding the cookie, but they couldn't have come up with a gas station name or, or something. That, yeah, co- 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 cookie woman, woman. That that what? was
3: almost that was almost another one of those outdated references yeah. or gags that they probably could have changed up just a bit.
2: Yeah, the the writing in this in this uh, movie is terrible. An Indian
1: and a Frenchie wrote it, I believe.
2: Okay, thank you. Well, <laughs> it, she uh, that person should never work in Hollywood ever again. This of all the movies, I'm going to say it right now, and this is including. The zombies, the zombie stuff. This is the worst written movie in, in all the series. This I'm I'm being harsh. I know, but that's why I wanted to take a little break before I said what I had to say, because, uh, I'm, a, I'm agreeing with you on the thorn thing. I, I liked the, the thorn thing in six, but the whole, you don't, you don't even get introduced to this character till what 10, 12 minutes before the end of the movie like what what does michael have to call him backup because he can't get the job done he has to call for backup i mean it's it it made no it made no sense they should have just held the thorn thing for part six um instead they end it in that 89 and i don't think uh the next one's till 93 so for four fucking years i'm sitting here going who the fuck was that that just broke michael out like uh- i think I, I it was just out of place it really was
3: real quick here i also want to ask you is it believable at all that in the beginning of the movie michael meyer showed up at that old dude's crib and you know was basically half dead and then it, it said it jumped a whole year ahead do you buy that he was laid up and not able to do anything for a whole fucking
2: year and, and- no no but I, I i i love that one okay you remember how he had the bird and the bird kept sa- trying to say something it almost it, it almost like he was trying to say michael myers it was like Michael myers michael Myers. i'm like does the bird fucking know who michael myers is because it, it if you listen to that scene it almost looks like the bird is trying to say two words and the first one is definitely michael or like or mikey's but it sounds like michael myers if you listen to it closely Right, I, 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 dead laughing every time I see that part. Because, a, I don't believe he was there a year, and B, the bird is trying to like warn him. Michael Myers is a fucking awake right now.
3: Like, well, okay, because you gotta really think about that. Like, that dude supposedly took care of Michael Myers for a whole. <clears throat> what did he do? Like, stand him up and hold his dick so he could piss every day? Like, you don't know I even mean? think about that. Like, he took care of him for a whole fucking year. Did he wipe his ass? Like. You know what I mean? Like I don't. It was one of those. Once,
2: things. once again? It's right. The writing. It was. It was right. terrible.
3: I don't know. They. Just, someone should have thought. Like, does it really make sense that Michael Myers that basically burned to death in a hospital several years earlier that he just was laid up in a fucking underground shack for a whole year? And it, I don't know. It. That was one of those things that you really have to suspend
2: belief. Mm. All right. So in in the that part, part f four when they they did the explosives and they try to blow up Michael. And then they, they show that same scene in five and how he escaped into like a, like a stream. It's, it, it reminded me of the movie misery when, when Annie Wilkes is trying to t- tell Paul Sheldon about the chapter plays and how they change the chapter play. That's, that's what it seemed like, like Michael Myers was dead in four and then they pick up in five same scene oh hey guess what michael fucking crawled to his safety
3: <laughs> uh real quick here the scene where they threw the explosive down there that's not in part four.
2: Oh yeah that's right You're yeah right. yeah but uh hey. but he falls through the he falls through the shaft right and yeah you know, all the way till you know you could tell it's a long way down so i mean yeah. that would kill that would kill anybody
3: Right, no, I I'm not going back to part four for a minute. I'm not shitting on how they dispatched Michael Myers at the end of the movie. That was it was good enough. It really yeah. it was good enough at the end of that. Um, and they they also shot him way more times, uh, at the end of part four than the flashback at the beginning of part five. But uh, yeah, I almost kind of wish that they did have the explosion part, um, in part four because then it would have just gave that perfect bow to the like yeah. okay, we'll blew him up, he done. Halloween four: the return and the demise of Michael Myers. Yo. Anyway, um, real quick here, the end of part five, I did hear that they were, did they either shoot an actual ending to that or was they trying to, um, where everyone in the police station was gonna get slaughtered? I thought I heard that they tried to shoot that, but it just didn't turn out right, so they just did it audio.
2: Yeah, I think they just did it audio
3: it would have been way better. I mean, I'm not saying it would have made the movie better, but you know, it would have been a better ending if you would have got to see that massacre uh, at the end. Um, but instead you just got to see a silhouette, you
2: know, of uh, it, it, I don't know. Oh, I, I, it, one great Luma scene though, in five, five is uh, when he locks um, Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm mean, not Jamie. Daniel Harris and the cop, Charlie, Charlie, Michael Myers, outside <laughs> yeah I love, I, I love the delivery of that line
3: and, and again before we move on I the ending is so not the very ending but towards the end when they're in the house the Myers house it's just so frustrating they, Come get got, the little girl come you, get your little girl <laughs> well before that you got Loomis trying to talk sense into Michael Myers which you know that's not going anywhere but then you have the scene where she's laying in the fucking casket
2: yeah. and. Damn it! Why didn't they do anything with this? Like they were—they were were pulling a Friday the Thirteenth Part Four with uh, when Tommy tried to dress up like uh, and kind of psychologicalize him because she she was trying to get inside the head of Michael in that scene, and she almost. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Did this come out after uh, Friday Four? Yeah, Friday Four. uh, I believe was '86. So. Okay. Um, I think they were kind of piggybacking off of that, but I, I thought it was a terrific scene. You know, you actually see Michael uh, kind of, like, look at her almost as family instead of his next victim.
3: Right! And it's like, man, the, the, cinematogra- uh, the cinematography in this movie is fantastic. Let's yeah. be honest about that. It, it, you, it is a beautiful-looking film for its time. Um and Michael Myers looks good. The mask looks good. The lighting, the the atmosphere, it's all good. But the script is shit. And it's yeah. like it's got so many filler moments that never ever go anywhere. Um. Oh my god. I just don't know what. I, 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 part five is frustrating for me. It's a me- I,
2: it's a it's a mess. It's a mess.
3: <laughs> it could have been better. And throughout the movie, I was thinking like to myself, like, well, this could be edited differently, and this could make this a better movie. It, Edit out all of the fucking thorn parts, um, especially add, add, edit out that dog-kicking moment, bastard. Um, and add in a little bit more of scenes of why Michael Myers was getting emotional and all that, and it could have been a better movie. God, the movie was called The Revenge of Michael Myers, which I don't even think that subtitle comes up on screen for the intro, I don't think um it didn't f- when i was watching it on shutter uh yeah that's what it should have been called the heel turn and then face turn of uh of michael myers at the end of that movie um but uh <laughs> it should be called halloween five the emotions of michael myers <laughs> yeah. um that's all i got to say about it it's I, I, it's not a trash movie it's just a frustrating movie
4: anyway I agree. So
3: before we move on, I want to go ahead and state that I um, I was able to watch 1 through 5. I watched uh, 2018 and Halloween Kills. I did not have time to watch the others. So, Rob, I'm going to let you take over for the next couple.
2: Well, everybody knows I am a fan of Halloween 6. Hi, Producer Mike. Uh, me and Mike actually see eye to eye on this one. It's not a perfect film by any means. I'm not saying it's a perfect film I just think the atmosphere it might be the best in the whole series. The ap- the atmosphere has is is like another actor in the movie because it it's so tense. It's so um has you looking around the corners again. Kind of brings back Michael to how he was originally, more of a peekaboo style, until like this, you know, the ending scenes. Obviously, you the see him more peekaboo style. <laughs> peekaboo style, exactly. That's how Michael to me. That's how Michael Myers was in the beginning one and two. You didn't really see him coming much. And when you did it was already totally too
3: late. And the producers uh, cut Jamie Lloyd saw him coming a lot. You know what I'm saying?
2: That's true. <laughs> uh, I I did. I didn't like the um, the new actress. Um, JC Brandy. I think her name was that played. Me neither. Um, yeah, I think I didn't like her at all. I thought yeah. she was very unconvincing
3: quick, how old would Danielle Harris have been if they would have uh, shot? Cause she wouldn't have been old enough, right? Uh,
2: no, I think she would have been old enough. Uh, Daniel Harris, uh, had a sta- a real life stalker at that time. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So Daniel Harris kind of got out of, uh, acting altogether. Cause at the same time she was doing that, she was also on Roseanne a little after that too. Wow. Uh, she, 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 uh, she, had one season on Roseanne and, uh, then all of a sudden you just didn't see her for like years. Um, and then she made her come back after I, f- I forget what the whole stalker thing was, but I remember that she would get like notes in her mailbox and like knock at the door and no one was there. Then the phone calls, she was getting the whole like nine yards. That, and, uh, is, yeah.
3: serious, that is terrible.
2: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, uh, endorse that obviously because you know, she's a, she's a movie and a character. The, the horror movies are, are, are uh, you know, it's her job. But uh, sometimes these fans take it a little too far and they think that, oh, she must like getting scared. Or it's like, no, this is her fucking job. But, yeah, getting, but getting back to six, it's uh, the atmosphere is great. Uh, Paul Rudd is great as Tommy Doyle. Um, he's a little strange. He's a little off the wall. But, you know, that's what they were going for.
3: Was this
2: so, his first film? Uh, it was either first or second. It was really early in his career, and I, man did they did they find it a gem though? Because look at Paul Rudd now making like millions of dollars now. Yeah, it uh, was
1: it was his first film.
2: Okay, first thank was you.
1: Shot first, but this was released first.
2: Okay, so there's there's your answer. Uh, I, I knew it was. I knew he had like one other film, but I didn't know which one came out first. Uh, but man, what a what a find! Because yeah, you Paul know, Paul Rudd's making million I, dollar movies now.
3: I, I will say, I definitely agree with you. This is probably the most intense Halloween film of the original franchise. Yeah. Um, the music and the i and and I'm talking about the theatrical cut for a second. The music is intense i know a lot of people get all pissy like you don't hear enough of the john carpenter you know but it, it's replaced by much more intense up to date music um the stalking scenes is the, the it, you're right i just wanted to say that real quick I, I there's not many good things i have to say about this film but uh you're right the atmosphere and, music and all that it is an intense atmosphere in this movie
2: it also has one of the most killable characters the 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 father who you know? He hits his uh, his daughter. He belittles his wife. He wow. makes in front of her when he calls home. I mean, I was I was itching for his fucking kill. Uh, Honestly, and, and we can't forget. And then the
3: producers cut. They show him in his office fondling the a picture of his daughter, all weird. Like what the yes. fuck? Yes.
2: Yes, I know. Like so, like. Of all the horror movie deaths, this has to be a top five for me because Michael disperses him in the most brutal way ever. Um, Real quick,
3: real quick, you prefer, as far as the kill scenes go, you prefer the theatrical cut of the version of the kill scenes, right? Yeah, yes, I do. Not just the kill scenes, okay. Before we move on to the next one, I do want to have a quick conversation about producer's cut versus
2: theatrical, but go ahead. Okay, no, go, go ahead and make your point.
3: Um... Uh, it, it has been a few years since I've seen this movie unfortunately I've uh, had some real life things happen that stopped me from being able to watch all of them uh, it was just a time issue but I do remember enough about this movie to make some points on it I love the kill scenes in the in this movie um, yeah. I love yeah. them as a kid I love them as an adult they're not they're not like, hatchet gory but they're they're up until maybe the recent installment it's probably one of the most goriest of of halloween films probably and i like it for that i i love the hospital scene and there we go again the the hospital scene where he just dispatches all those doctors and nurses and the strobe lights shit which would probably make half of my friends seizure up if they watched it which that's probably what most people should do when they watch this film but um, I, I love it, it, it. you're right, the cinematography and the atmosphere and everything about that, the kill scenes. it's good. Um, man, and, and I do like Loomis in this movie. He's older, you know, yeah. he this was towards the end of his life. That's terrible. I wish, and I don't know, and Mike, you can come on in and help me correct correct me on a couple of things here, but uh, I wish that they would have gave Loomis a better ending in the theatrical version well, of the film. Well, Mike
2: still can't watch the ending though
3: oh is he crying right Come now with us no I, I have a little
0: business to attend to here
3: man.
4: Uh, and, yeah. you know, and I,
3: I know I'm not a fan of this movie or whatever, but you gotta, you gotta admit that that ending is, is unfortunate for what they could have done for that. ending. And what sense does it make? Uh, if someone can refresh my memory. What sense did it make that Michael Myers started walking around without his mask on? Well, what was that? You know, I don't, I don't know. He left his heroin needle on the floor. He left his mask on the floor. Why was he? Why was he bleeding green goose? Was it a reference to season of the witch? Is he? Does he come from the same egg yolk family as the those robots? You know. Well, like
2: what? Uh, what? let me let me uh, touch on that for a second, actually, um, okay. Mike. If you could scroll the name of the old lady's character that uh, Paul Rudd lives with, I'm ha- I'm having a blank spot for a second, Mrs.
3: I know what you're talking about because I just seen a deleted scene the other day. It, it, she's the one that tells the story. Mrs.
4: Blankenship.
2: Mrs. Blankenship. Thank and okay. She
1: was also and in Halloween three. Thank you, doll. No, you're you're stealing my
2: thunder with the mess. Okay. I so, thought that's what
1: you were going to go say, but yeah, that was it.
2: So, so Mrs. Blankenship, if you remember, um, after Ellie arrives in town. And, uh, and I'm talking of the Witch*. And uh-huh. her, her and Doctor Chalice go to the store. Remember, she talks about that my father left always left good notes. And they're looking up in his logbook. Yeah. The last person he was supposed to see was a Millie Blankenship. So that's, and, that's yeah, that's the tie-in because uh, if you think about it. I think she did I think he did get to see uh Mrs. Blankenship and I think uh they tried to kill him when he got to Mrs. Blankenships because she remember in part 6 she talks about how she was there the night that mikey Myers killed his sister mm-hmm. how how is it that Mrs. Blankenship is there in part 3 and and then Harry Grim Harry Grimbridge finds out about they're trying to kill us And then years later, a Mrs. Blankenship, who's watching Tommy Doyle, of all things, happened to be there the night Mikey Myers got killed. Uh, Mikey Myers killed his uh, sister. Yeah. I I think that's the tie-in to the series. I think they tried to fill in that loose end on uh, who this Mrs. Blankenship was in part three. I think she's part of the occult, and I think Thorne... Is the extension of Connell Cochran's cult.
3: Maybe, because, you know, with that, going back to part three real quick, they only gave you just enough info on that whole cult thing, you know, that tiny little explanation. part of
1: the cult because she was in the producer's cut. She's in the, um she's with them, you know, at the altar and all that stuff when they were holding terror or whatever. So she is part of the cult.
2: Yeah. So well, there we go. Yeah. Um, Rob, real quick
3: here. Uh, this is something we're both just going to have to accept. This one and only time, we are going to be running way over on our time limit for this episode well, tonight.
2: Well, well, I was going to ask you if you wanted to just do kills and then maybe one other of our favorites of the rest. That um, way we can. That way we can get into the next segment.
3: Yeah, we can do that because, to be completely honest with you, I, I didn't. Again, I didn't have time to watch H two O or Resurrection. I just want to say real quick fuck the the cgi mask in h2o um fuck the execution of h2o but i really like the concept of h2o and i really want to say real quick here that uh laurie, the version of laurie strode and h2o i prefer over the batshit crazy laurie strode uh in the new retconned uh trilogy um also real quick here before we move on i actually like the idea that michael myers is going after his family members it makes much more sense to me than this idea that the doctor was just making him move uh, in directions and now he's without a purpose and all I, i don't know man i anyway that's all i wanted to say uh h2o resurrection i have a soft spot for resurrection but let's be honest both those movies are not that great so yes we can uh that, that was it, right? We can go on to
2: and let's yeah, talk the, the only the only movie I'm going to talk about before I start talking about kills is actually the first Rob Zombie one. Okay, um, I am I know I'm in the minority here, but I I enjoyed um, the first Rob Zombie one. The second one is batshit crazy, but I know you're up in a of the batshit crazy one. Uh, but I I I enjoyed the backstory of Michael Myers. I didn't enjoy the whole uh redneck family i i enjoyed like michael's story um i enjoyed uh michael killing um his best friend in jail the uh the uh the clean the guy who cleaned the floors and everything i i thought that was the most brutal scene in uh, in the whole series because i thought that like that guy thought he had a connection with michael and to see how michael didn't give two shits that this guy took care of him all these years, just to brutally Dude. murder him—that was that was high core. I'm sorry, yeah. that was hardcore.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. But again, did he wipe Michael Myers's ass for a whole fucking year in a shed under a dam for a whole fucking year and wipe his dick and, and feed him? And Michael, did Michael Myers? Did he look like a Dixon? I'm I'm done with it. I just I agree with you both. The guy in the shed, uh, that guy from Part 5, and the guy from Rob Zombie's Halloween, uh, they deserve to be recognized because, yes, they uh, they stuck their neck out from old Mikey Myers and
2: he fucked them over.
3: I don't even know what he did to that guy in Part 5. They didn't even show. that he break his back? I don't fucking know.
2: I'm anyway. Not, I, think, I think he broke his back, but whatever. I'm, I'm
3: sorry. We're not going backwards. Um, right. the, two, the notes I want to put out about the Rob Zombie films is – um. I agree with you i do like that they did something different with uh the first rob zombie halloween is that that you got to see a huge chunk of michael Myers' childhood that's important that is important so i do uh, i feel like rob zombies halloween the first one is an important film of the franchise do i like anything else about it not really i like that danielle harris is back in it i yeah. like that and i do like oh man i forgot her name scout I do like...
2: Scout, Scout Taylor Compton.
3: Yeah, I thought she did do a good job in the first one. Yeah. Um, also, real quick, do you prefer the R-rated version or the unrated version of the first N- one?
2: N-rated version. Unrated? Yep.
3: Okay, I actually prefer the R-rated version, and that is because I like much more how he breaks out of the asylum, is it, Um, and the R-rated version. I don't like the yeah. rape scene part that's added into the unrated version. No.
2: I don't either, but I think it gives uh, a more motive to try to kill him. You know, yeah. It, sh- it yeah. shows it shows it, he is true evil. So um, yeah,
3: and then uh, m- uh, fucking, what's his name that plays Loomis and Rob Zombie's Halloween? What's that guy's oh,
2: name? Oh God, um, the <laughs> one from Cat Cat People. I can't remember his name.
1: oh uh, Malcolm, McDowell.
2: Malcolm McDowell. Owl. McDowell. Malcolm McDowell. I was just. I was saying it right as Mike get, got on Malcolm McDowell.
3: I will say he's no Donald Pleasance, but goddamn it, he was kind of entertaining in these two yeah. movies. If,
2: especially yeah, I, I mean, though, he was a total opposite, uh, though. You know, with Donald Pleasance, you 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 cheered him on. With uh, Malcolm McDowell, you cheered for Michael. Like, please kill him soon.
3: And maybe that was the point, because you know, o- over time the villains become the stars, and maybe that was the whole fucking point. I don't know. Um, yeah. Rob Zombie's Halloween Two—that's a fucking mess. Like the only thing I like about Part Two is the brutal kills. Like that, it, the, the kills probably were pretty brutal. Uh, maybe next up, next up there, next to Curse.
2: I'm gonna say zombie. my only—the only scene I love, and I think it's a homage to Part Two—is the hospital setting. I thought the hospital setting was great in the beginning. Yeah, uh, but but as soon as that hospital setting is over. The rest of the movie is a mess. So, yeah, that's all. That's all I want to say on Rob Zombie.
3: And then the net, and then the only last thing is the unrated version and part two. It Robs. It's a. It's just Rob Zombie the movie. And the unrated version of Halloween two. Rob Zombie's film is just hollow. It's just Zo- Rob Zombie the movie because it has a. If you think about it, if you ever go back and compare the versions, the dialogue's all different. Uh, Scout's character's different there's a different motive, different things going on. It just subtle differences that kind of change things up and there's a different yeah. ending. Doesn't Michael Myers take his mask completely off and he just looks like Rob zombie at the end of the movie or something?
2: Yeah. something like that. Yeah.
3: I can't fucking stand it. Oh my God. Anyway, we can move on from that trash, uh, little series. Um, let's talk about 2018 Halloween. Um,
2: I went in with high expectations and, um, That was probably my own fault, because 2018 was not as great as I was hoping it'd be. Uh, I did like the little throwback to the Silver Shamrock masks. Um, The kills were were good. I didn't necessarily like the acting, except for uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, I think this is her best performance. I know you probably are going to say H2O, but i really i really like this this character uh it reminds me a little bit about um like uh linda hamilton when uh t2 came out like a survivalist uh do anything at all costs ca- kind of character um so I, I i prefer this jamie lee but i I like the hbo jamie, jamie lee too so
3: i will say no, I, I do think Jamie Lee Curtis's performance, acting performance in this movie is amazing. Uh t- 2018. Um, she it's strong she does a perfect job as the like the batshit crazy, like I've been through it all type of uh character. Um it's the character that I prefer I prefer the H2O version of the character that over this. But uh but yeah, the performance is amazing. Um man, it just and, and I don't want to talk too much about kills just yet, but the one thing that they reveal in kills is that the whole like, you know, Hey, it's not that it's a sister. It's, it was a doctor that, you know, pushed him in the right. Rec- they should have had that explanation in this one because yeah. kind of, they, they made it clear that they retconned part, you know, all of them. Um, so then what was his motive? You just didn't know all 2018. And again, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go back to what I said half an hour ago. I, I prefer the original timelines, he's going after his family members. It makes fucking sense due to his origin. Um, But anyway, I digress. Uh, Yeah, you know, this movie's just okay. I mean, it's definitely better than Rob Zombie's Halloween movies. It's definitely better than part five (laughs) and part six. Uh, But anyway, um, it's definitely a good movie, but it feels like because it is it's the beginning of a trilogy and I think that the pacing is a little slow in in the first maybe 20 25 minutes of the film
2: yeah no I agree with you um I was just like I said I, I probably shouldn't have gone on it with high expectations um, I should have probably just said it's a it's a it's a different movie let's just go from scratch but uh, because of my expectations I really thought it was a disappointment. Um, uh, if, if we had to go back into rating movies, I would say like a two and a half out of a five. I was, I was hoping for like a four, but I, I would have gave it a three. Cause
3: I don't think it's a bad movie at all. It just isn't great.
2: Yeah. It's, it's kind of, yeah. It's, it's in that like middle realm. It's in that middle yeah. realm.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, real quick here before I forget, I, cause I was just showing my friend Josh this the other day. There was someone made a parody on YouTube. It was called Halloween 60. Mike, producer Mike, if you can find that real quick, I don't know if you can play that uh, over the screen. I should have told you earlier about this, but uh, it's a parody. It's a parody trailer of the 2018 movies trailer, and it's all about Michael Myers uh, being a lot older and like – and they they actually refer to him as the boogie geezer in the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if other people would find it as funny as I did, but uh, I just rewatched it for the first time just a couple of days ago uh, within the last couple of years since, since it came out in 2018 and it's yeah. still funny. I don't know. The mask looks funny. The dialogue in the trailer looks funny. Mike, if you could find that, I don't know if you want to come on the screen and let me know if you're going to look for that or not. So we don't, you know, go past it too fast. But if we can get that up, that up on the show before we move on, that'd be amazing. It's only like a two minute, Fucking trailer, but it's worth it if people haven't seen it. Um, while he's looking for that, I also do want to say that, um, yeah, were- I can't, uh,
1: I, I can't pull it up because okay. I kind of need to have that stuff loaded before we start. Okay, but, uh,
3: all right. Well, yeah. for anyone that wants to check it out, it's just called Halloween 60. That's all it's called. Halloween 60. Just look it up on YouTube, it's a fucking great mock trailer, but anyway, um. I really like the awkward dialogue in certain parts of this movie. Like the part where they're sitting at the table with the family and the the father's like, oh, damn it, I got peanut butter on my penis. You know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That fucking part. And then at the end, towards the end, maybe like halfway through it, uh, the doctor is sitting on the steps. And then the officer, like the cop tells him like the move or no, he says, you so just sit still. And he goes, Where? what do you want me to do? I'm sitting still. What do you want me to do? You know, it's just, it's just so funny and
2: stupid. Like, why did yeah. put that in the, there? The whole cop, I mean, the whole uh, doctor killing somebody, that, that threw me for a loop. I was just like, what's he trying to feel? What Michael feels when he kills people? Like, right. I mean. And, and, but but what, here's the
3: thing. Why did they have to kill him off then? Like, if you were going to open up that can of worms, why did you have him kill two minutes later? Yeah. God
2: damn it! Oh, it, it made no. Once again, it was like the writing in this movie uh, was good in some parts, and then other parts it was just like, "What the fuck were they thinking?" Like, exactly, if you're gonna if you're gonna make him a killer, and like, so he can feel it, and then later on him he can confront Michael and say, "Now I know uh, how, what you feel, Michael," or and instead they just have him killed off. It's like, what the fuck was the point of him killing someone then?
3: right oh my god it it was it was all for nothing it was just as frustrating as killing off rachel in part five yeah so but anyway uh any more notes on 2018 before we move on to your historic review of halloween kills
2: i don't know if it's gonna be historic but uh no i'm 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 good with i'm good with 2018 okay all right now ladies and gentlemen as
3: the Not the first responders, no. (laughs) You know, real quick here before you begin, uh, we all know there's going to be an extended cut of the movie that's going to come out soon. Do you think there's going to be added extra, like, oomph to the death scenes? Do you think there's – you know what I mean? Do you think, like, they had to cut back at all for an R rating and then we're going to get that –
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure there's going to be an unrated version. I definitely hope.
3: All right. I'm gonna stay shut and quiet for a little while and i'm gonna hand it over to my boy rob and uh take it away rob
2: all right so halloween kills um i was hoping to see it at the theater but due to my work uh where i'm working every day pretty much uh i had to resort to peacock so okay so the opening uh with the house opening with the the flashback scenes I absolutely love the flashback scenes. I thought it was very well done. I thought it paid great homage to the original to Donald Pleasance. Uh, I didn't like the, the Lonnie Lamb um, extra part in there. But besides the Lonnie Lamb part, I thought it was very well done. I'm, I was I was very pleased that they started the movie like that. And then, of course, we have the the infamous firefighter scene where everyone got all canceled and woke and oh you can't kill first responders i thought that was a fantastic thing um i love the part when you know Lori is laurie they're all their way to the hospital and then they hear the uh ambulances and Lori lets out that blood girdling let it burn i th- i thought that was fantastic um Uh, So far, I I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. Then it takes a turn a little bit. When we have the AA meeting of Michael Myers survivors. I thought that was very um, forced. Uh, Marion, the nurse, didn't even have any relationship with any of these people, except for the fact that she got away from Michael Myers stealing her car. So, I, I, yeah, I don't understand why they're all in a bar reliving something 42 years later. Um, I, I'm i glad they got some of the cast to come back. They didn't get the original Lonnie. They didn't get the original um, uh, Tommy Doyle, obviously. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall, I will say one thing. I'm a fan of Anthony Michael Hall, but this was not his movie I, I i didn't like him in this movie i thought paul rudd was a better tommy doyle if they're going to bring back a tommy doyle they should either had og brian andrews or paul rudd um anthony michael hall seemed misplaced seemed forced his acting skills i think you should stick to comedy more uh he's not a dramatic actor even though i know dexter and all that but i i don't like him in this movie
4: wait who uh,
2: um uh anthony michael hall played tommy doyle did you say so, he played in dexter no no i i next i, I said uh, next to her uh, oh uh, no no i, no, I um, and maybe I it came saying, out like i don't know but um i'm talking about that scene when they're all like reliving oh you're a survivor you're a survivor i felt like i was watching an a fucking meeting. um why are they all still living in haddonfield also that's my other question. Um, if I if I was attacked 42 years ago by a, a, a maniacal killer, I'm not going to hang around the same town that he was. Gonna, as he's p- possibly coming back, according to Lori. So I I, I don't know. I just I, I was very critical of that scene. I was also very critical of the uh, the mob scene in the hospital when they're all uh, in agreement to. Uh, evil dies tonight and they're chasing the Oompa who they think Michael Myers is a five foot two guy running uh Michael is like six foot tall why are they chasing this Oompa thinking that Michael that's Michael I I thought the writing in that whole scene was terrible now I will end with some good stuff the ending was ter- terrific um, I'm thinking that the scene when Karen is up in the window, I'm thinking this is a uh, a dream sequence. Um, I've, I've read a couple things that this is supposed to be like picked up in the next movie. I don't, I, I'm, I, I'm not for sure about this, but it looks like a dream sequence to me. My favorite scene in the whole movie, and I'm gonna get woke for this, I'm going to get so, someone's going to cancel me for this. My favorite scene in the whole movie is the big John, little John scene. I thought that was terrifically played. Uh, I thought it was funny how, uh, big John, and little John scared the kids, uh, when they try to sneak in the house and you know, whose house this is. Anyone that goes in this house dies. And I'm thinking to myself, you live in the house. You're so you're going to die too. And, uh, I thought that scene played out terrific except for when you know he finds his lover dead and he looks and michael's in the room michael you've come home i i i thought you know you just saw your lover brutally like brutally murdered on the floor and that's your reaction i would be like going after this motherfucker that just killed my lover you don't just you don't sit there and talk to him you think michael's going to answer back michael you come home yeah i'm here see hi uh so i have a love-hate relationship with this movie the scenes that i love i really love and the scenes like like the chasing the oopa through the hospital um i thought that was like a terrible filler i i I wish they replaced it with something else uh i do like the mob aspect at the end when they all surrounded michael with different weapons, although my, uh, although uh, Tommy Doyle brings a baseball bat to a knife fight, so uh, I would have I would have brought a machete um, myself. You know, Tommy Doyle go He, he has so much history with Michael. You would think he would have prepared with a better weapon than a than a baseball bat? So, um, that's all I'm going to say. Out of a five star, I still will give this a uh, a three and a half. I think the stronger points outweigh the the weaker points, and that's why I'm going to give it a three and a half.
3: Well, so, so what do
2: you what, what do you guys say?
3: First of all, you got to remember that the character Tommy Doyle has history with Michael Myers. He doesn't have, have experience with Michael Myers. He his only experience was as a eight year old boy or a six year old boy or whatever he was. So um, I really didn't think much and as a negative for him to have a ball bat. Um, man, you're a little bit more harsh on the movie than I thought you're going to be. Honestly, I don't have those type of criticisms
2: for the movie. Um, I, I know you, I know you enjoyed it.
3: I, uh, see, I like all of the, the stuff with the, the, uh, the AA meeting, as you called it, because they had to come up with something because Lori Strode obviously wasn't going to be battling Michael Myers in this movie. That's for Halloween ends um so they had to come up with something and yes you're right it does suck that they couldn't get all of the original actors and it was weird that 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 one woman that got attacked in the car in the first one that yeah she felt very out of place um and the whole evil dies tonight thing that was a little overplayed for sure
4: yeah um, he will tonight but
3: here's the thing and i was talking to mike about this i don't think it was on the show but i was talking to him in, in a private uh phone call The title of the movie is Halloween Kills. I truly believe that the title of this movie has a double meaning. It's not just Halloween Kills in the sense that Michael Myers is very brutal and there's a high body count. It's Halloween Kills as in Michael Myers has killed the spirits of the entire town. And you're experiencing the town's PTSD and the backlash and consequences of what has happened uh over 40 years or 40 years ago or whatever i think all of that stuff is important and and the the scene at the hospital i i wouldn't have replaced that with anything it's a part of what they were going for in this movie they were going for an aspect of the whole reality that really no other halloween movie has touched on before and that's that what is it doing to the people that haven't even crossed michael myers's path what is it doing to the people that are not in the spotlight in every single movie. It is giving them PTSD and they have become evil almost uh, instinctively because they want the evil to die. They killed an innocent person for Christ's sakes. Yes. I thought all that was important. I really do. And I think that they're going to continue to play off of that as time when they have the next one, which I heard is supposed to jump four years ahead. Um, so that'll be yeah. interesting.
2: Yeah. Um, I, do, I, do.
3: I too Uh, was entertained by the big John, little John stuff. I, uh, and I have no problem saying this on this show, although I'll keep it short. Um, I'm not a fan of gay propaganda being shoved down our throats in almost every form of media nowadays, whether it be movies, TV shows, anything like that. It's basically like we have to suck the proverbial cock of the gay community whether we like it or not. And I really don't appreciate that. I wish that uh, more things were had not that stuff in it. But with that being said, Halloween Kills is a lot more tasteful about it. You don't you don't you don't see the couple making out. You don't see any weird sexual content. If anything, like I said, they're more entertaining than anything else. Yeah, um and the one guy and producer Mike, you can let me know what his name is if you'd like. The guy, one guy played uh, steward off of Mad TV, if you remember that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Uh, man, what else do I have to say about this movie? I love the kill scenes. You know, uh, they I, – I love that Michael Myers did uh, what I, what I would call would be like party death scenes where like multiple people are dying at the same time. That would be – the opening firefighter scene where, you know, what, five, six of them died in a, in a span of a minute. Yeah. Um, I really liked Michael Myers entrance in this movie, my, uh, after the flashback, um, you know, just when that firefighter fell through the floor and you just saw that, 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 that door raise up and Michael comes out, that, that, that's like a professional wrestling entrance right there, you know? And then yeah. the way they showed him walk out of the house, that's totally that's total Undertaker Kane shit right there. That that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I really liked Michael Myers' mask in this in this movie because yes, it's going to be burnt. It's going to be matted. You know, it's going to be fucked up.
2: I do, I agree. Um, I like the mask too.
3: Um. I I really really like the flashback scene, and I for a second here, producer, if you're listening, I'd like you to come in and talk real quick about how you felt about that flashback scene. I know you can hold back your tears on that,
2: buddy. Let me just say one more thing. Um, I forgot to mention that I thought Judy Gris' uh, character Karen was so much better in this movie than it was in the last movie. I I liked uh, I liked her character. It's, was that um,
3: was that Lori's.
2: Lori, Lori's daughter, yeah, the one that uh, kept a secret from her, knowing that Michael was still alive, which, yeah. which you knew was going to get a reaction, and oh boy, was it a reaction from Lori. I, I,
3: I do feel that all of the returning characters from the first one are better in this movie. They're just more serious. Even the girl's boyfriend who dies a terrible death at the end of the movie. My God, yeah. um, I, I, I thought all of them did a fantastic job um i i liked the addition to tommy doyle and all of them coming back and and the girls because it was the same girl who played Lindsay,
2: right yeah yes it was yeah i mean hey she's and they even like got that. even they even got bracket to come back and say that line again hey michael it's halloween everyone's entitled to a good scare i thought that was a nice little touch did he wait is that
3: a reference to one of the original
2: the, yeah the first movie when he scared laurie by accident Remember when Laurie oh, got scared? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then she she runs into Bra- uh, Sheriff uh, bracket and he goes, I guess we're all entitled to a good scare.
3: Okay. Thanks for yeah, reminding so, me. That.
2: Yeah. I, that was, I thought that was a nice little touch. I did. I, I like that. Even,
3: I didn't even put that together. But um, yeah. yeah, he was back. The girl who played Lindsay is back. I'd like to also add that Lindsay's doing very well considering she didn't get her clothes ripped off in 78. Um, okay. And so it's not like she had too much PTSD to go through or anything like that. Um I I did, now refresh my memory did Lindsay die in that mob uh when he when Michael fucked all of them up at the end I know Tommy Doyle died did Lindsay die too I didn't see it I I think so but I'm not I can't
2: I can't remember right off hand I,
3: I can't my, producer wipe your tears and come on to the show for a second did Lindsay die and also what would you think of that opening intro or uh, the the flashback scene I mean real quick the the flashback was amazing
2: Yes, it it was
3: when you saw Loomis on there did Michael kill again, you know, and he did
1: not die She most likely will be back for the next film and the flashback was amazing Um, We will be doing a watch along this Tuesday on rabbit and red a live watch along so uh, So tune in for that producer Mike Did Michael kill again?
3: I, I didn't tell you to fucking leave, you asshat. Anyway, <laughs> the guy who played Loomis in the flashback, was it was amazing. Like, yes, when you're watching it, you can see the difference just barely, and you can
1: definitely hear the difference. Tom Jones Jr., construction foreman with an 11-piece prosthetic.
2: Um, yeah, it was a prosthetic. It was a prosthetic makeup for that job.
3: Mike, real quick, don't leave. God damn it! Don't fucking leave! Shit! I can't, give, I can't even get two fucking words in
1: on him. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not evading your show. I'm just quick in and quick out like a fucking ninja. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> real quick. What, and I'm not trying to poke at you, but what is your thoughts real quick? Like, do you think he sounded okay? Or do you think they should have digitized his voice or a little bit? Like, what do you think?
1: Uh, It was close enough for what it was. I mean, you know. It was close uh, enough. The, the look is important, and they really – they nailed the look in my opinion. So I think that that's the important thing. Right.
3: And his his um, his um frustration, I think he nailed that because yes. when Donald Plessums would get frustrated, he would have that high-pitched more, you know, like, did Michael kill again? I can't do it, but damn it, I wish I could. And yes, uh, it's good enough to where when I think about it, if I'm not watching it, if I'm thinking about it, I can't – tell the difference in my head between the voice that that guy had to actual Donald Pleasant's voice and or even the look. So that to me that's good enough. You know what I mean? I I think he did good enough, but I just wanted your opinion on that real quick. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look how, fa- look how fast he ran. He's like, "Okay." Anyway, um man, I'm going to give this movie a 4 out of 5. I of course, there were things about it that could have been a little bit better. I like the ending. I mean, you already, we already all knew that there was going to be one more. So, like, is it a big deal that he lived? And 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 you know what I mean? Like, no. Um, no I, I
2: I agree. I, I thought it ended uh, perfectly, and uh, that, it kind of leaves you guessing a little bit. And...
3: That whole ending was satisfying because. At the end of the day, you got to see the town get the revenge on Michael Myers. And you thought that they took him out there, at least for the rest of the movie. But then he just honks up. And he says, what you gonna do, brother? And he fucks them up. And Brother, brother.
4: Yeah.
3: And yeah. He, he should have dropped a leg drop on, on them, honestly. Yeah. Um, also, I, I liked how they did where uh, his mask was off. And you kind of sort of got to see his face, but not really. And... I just I just liked how that whole thing was shot. That was such a satisfying ending either which way. Um and yeah. Uh the only other thing I will say is again, it does kind of suck that this wasn't Laurie Strode's movie, but again, this is this was the middle part of the fucking film and um yeah, I I don't know. That's how I thought about it.
2: So, uh, we got to slide it with that wrestling Lingo towards the end and we're gonna slide into the last topic there.
3: Yep, we're gonna slide into it and we're gonna talk briefly. We're gonna try to wrap this up within the next fifteen minutes. Sorry we ran late, but hey, this is a super fuck uh circle jerk bonanza or whatever actually, we're gonna call
2: actually, it. Actually, I, I posted in the private chat that I got a couple notifications that people got booted. Uh I can't see the picture. Someone sent me a picture why, but I think it might have been something we were playing. And uh, oh. they 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 might have got a uh, uh, a copyright or something like that because I've got, I got booted one time for for a copyright.
3: and
2: oh, wow. my hey, we might
3: not be able to show actual clips on the show then because I was wondering also why the fuck has our uh, chat room been stale? Like no one has said anything uh, for the last hour and uh, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, Amy, Amy, and Carrie messaged me so.
3: Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. I, I, that's on the producer,
2: like you know. No, I think I think if they watch through YouTube, I think it's safer. But uh, Facebook is very uh, uh, copyright uh, crazy.
3: Yeah, so. I don't, we did it for the Super Halloween Mighty Morphin Power Ranger Bonanza episode, but I don't think we should be playing any clips anymore after tonight because I think that's what I think that's what booted everyone. Anyway. Uh, but- let's segue real quick and have a quick conversation about the dark side of the ring, Chris Benoit episode.
2: So I I didn't get to watch it again. Like I said, I was, but I know enough about the case that um, I'm going to go back in time before Chris Benoit did what he did. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to talk about his career first. Um, I think, and you said it before, I think Chris Benoit to me was at least top three of all time uh he, you can make a definite argument that he was the best of all time but i would definitely at least put him in that top three and uh man what a career he had and no matter where he went ecw japan uh wcw wwf i'm, I'm saying f and uh man hey, like get the F out get the no, fucking f out okay <laughs> Anyways uh before like I said before we talk about what happened uh it's a shame that he will never ever see the hall of fame it's a shame because uh technically he was him and Bret Hart were uh even as far as tec- technical wrestling uh his his ring I mean his 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 voice on the mic okay that, that sometimes that needed work he he did get a lot better but uh, overall, I say top three. Like I said, but it's a shame. What a tragedy.
3: Yeah. Um. First of all, I just want to say, God damn you for asking me to watch this two-part documentary. Because man, was it emotionally exhausting. It was. Um. Shit like that hits me hard. Like when I'm the type of guy that whatever I watch, uh, gets me emotional. And like, you know, if I'm watching something where it has emotion in it. And the viewer is supposed to get emotional. I get emotional, and oh yeah. boy, the Chris Benoit thing was very, very exhausting for me. Um, I I thought it was interesting because I didn't know a couple of things that they said in this documentary. Um, I didn't realize that Kevin Sullivan was the booker uh, around the time that um, you know Benoit met his wife, and yeah. it was kind of funny, like because like they said Kevin Sullivan basically booked his own divorce um and and that's what happened like you know and 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 i guess it was an abusive relationship between nancy and uh, sullivan and uh she ended up getting with uh with chris benoit yeah it's kind of funny because she went into got out of one abusive relationship and went right into another over time yeah um true. i i thought that at the end of the documentary how they reunited benoit's son with nancy's sister
2: yeah, it was Nancy sister.
3: That was amazing. That was the best possible good ending you could have got to that story. Was yeah,
2: the, Did it. did you not feel bad for that son? I mean, God, that that, that yeah. That, that the tragedy first that he had to hear about his his dad and his brother and his mom murdered, and about Chris killing himself. But then what he had to live with after was it was yeah. almost tw- was almost as worse I I know
3: my god it, it was so terrible I, I don't know what else to say about it I mean I grew up I, I mean I've always liked Chris Benoit you know before he did all that um his triple threat title win at Wrestlemania what was it 22 or something yeah. like that. that was a phenomenal match I I really um, in early two thousand one I think he had a ladder match with Chris Jericho at the Royal Rumble. That was a fantastic match, Benoit. And then in WCW he had a lot of amazing matches with uh, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho. Like Benoit was on his game in the nineties uh, as a wrestler.
4: Yeah. Um,
3: do I think he should be in the Hall of Fame? No. But do i think the hall of fame is a joke yeah i i think uh the wwe hall of fame is a complete fucking joke um
2: and just well, the, the i can prove it's a joke one one, one wrestler's name is all i need coco beware coco beware the- is he's in the hall of fame yep what for i don't know for his bird i don't know Is i don't understand how he got into the hall of fame he never well, held a he never held a single title. Um, he was mostly a jobber. Occasionally they would let him win. Uh, the only thing I could say great is may, maybe his drop kick was so good that they let him get in the hall of fame for the drop kick. I don't know. But I
3: have no idea. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean
3: the, the Hall of Fame is a fucking joke. I mean you got the celebrity wing and uh i'll brush right past this but you donald trump is in the fucking wwe hall of fame for christ's sakes um you you got uh uh, mr t in the hall of fame and don't get me wrong i know he was huge for wrestlemania one and two and by the way but but real quick i want to say my most favorite fucking speech out of all the hall of fame speeches was mr t's i want to thank my mama my mama my mama and it was it was just it was fucking great do you remember that I do. They had he went so long. They had fucking Kane come out and cut him short. Yeah, it was so great. Like I love that. I pity the fool, my mama, my mama. Anyway, but uh, yeah, the Hall of Fame is a fucking joke. And let's be honest, WWE has turned into a joke. Rob, me and you can argue about that on the next episode across (laughs) industry.
2: No, no, I'm not gonna argue with you. I I see a lot of its faults and um i do also see that they do have potential superstars for the future and i'm hoping they don't butcher them like they have and the the guys who have run over to aew like like malachi black malachi black i was so high on when he was with the wwe and i thought they were high on him and then all of a sudden he was switching characters and switching identities and he had this identity problem, and then all of a sudden he was gone. And I'm like, so. Hey, I'm not, blame I, booking. I, blame I booking. agree with you a lot. Go ahead.
3: Blame booking. That wasn't on Alistair Black. That was booking. And you're right. That little preacher gimmick that they tried to give him at the end of of his run in WWE. It was <coughs> sad. It was pathetic. Yeah. I, I I liked his music in NXT and in WWE. I liked his entrance a lot in NXT. Yeah. And I really liked it when he was paired up with uh, Ricochet there for a little bit.
2: Yeah, I agree with that too. And uh, but I see why AEW jumped all over that because I mean he's a he's a future super, he's a he is a superstar, but he's going to be like the one of the main names in AEW in the next couple of years.
3: Right. Um. I want to also say it's so ironic for me because. You know, I'm an AEW fan. I stopped watching WWE. I don't foresee any future plans of ever going back to WWE, honestly. But for the last three to four years, the people that I have enjoyed watching in WWE are all now in AEW. 'Cause yep. I I I, not, I for the last several years I have not been enjoying watching the veterans or even the top names mm-hmm. in WWE. I I enjoyed NXT, I enjoyed two oh five live, I enjoyed the mid card, and that's what you got now in AEW. You know, Tony Nese just showed up on Dynamite last night for Christ's sakes. You know? They got Tony, Leo Rush.
2: Tony Nese is good. No, I love Leo Rush.
3: Yeah, they got Bobby Fish, they got Adam Cole, they got Brian Danielson. For Christ's sakes, did you ever think that
2: Daniel All Bryan right. was going to
3: leave WWE?
2: I'm going to proclaim something right now. Everybody is was so high and high and mighty when CM Punk showed up on AEW, and I was. I, don't get me wrong, I am a huge Punk fan. I'm glad to see him back, but I thought the bigger loss for the WWE was Brian Danielson. Yes. Yeah, Brian Danielson. That's, yeah,
3: that's the biggest blow. That is yeah. the biggest loss for
2: WWE. Brian Danielson. Yeah, yeah. Is CM Punk a bigger name? Yes, but Brian Danielson was still wrestling, still doing really high profile matches, still looking like he's in his prime, and all of a sudden they just get rid of him. Like what? What the? Fu- I mean, at least, at least with CM Punk, it was eight years in between. But what? What? What's the fucking? excuse them letting brian dan well now brian danielson what was their excuse to let him go i don't know i don't get it i don't i really don't get the writers and the people the decision makers of the wwe right now i, I want to also
3: i want to also go by go past the subject real quick i heard did charlotte and becky lynch go off script in a smackdown promo the other night
2: they uh, did a little bit but um they were supposed to exchange belts like last year when the street profits and uh the new day switch belts because they're on different shows now charlotte went over to got drafted to smackdown and becky lynch got drafted to raw so they were supposed to have a belt exchange ceremony where and they kind of went off script a little bit like in becky threw the belt at charlotte like what didn't even hand it to her just like threw it at her It was almost like it almost like resembled like she was pissed off at this whole angle of going to Roth because she walked out right after that they were in the middle of a a segment and then she just threw the belt and here comes sasha banks and just as sasha enters the ring becky just like takes the exit instead of continuing to yell at charlotte so there's something interesting going on there yeah real quick um
3: one second Producer Mike, do you have something to fucking say or something? You have come in and out of the broadcast three times within the last minute. Do you have something you want to fucking say? Or what? All right, anyway. um, Man, see, that's just the point right there. What? Who is in charge of the long-term storytelling of WWE? If you have two women who are champions of their own brand, why the fuck do you book them? to change brands while they're that specific brand champion. And then you, know. you do a cop-out uh, solution by letting them exchange the belt. That's not how it works. That yeah. is not how reality works. That's the problem with the WWE. They're, they break their own reality. And how are you supposed to pay attention to that? Like, How are you supposed to take that serious if they're going to break their own reality?
2: Well, and then you also have the rumors that Charlotte's on the end of her uh, contract right now. And that she might end up going to AEW. So I
3: heard. That, I heard that she's got years left on her contract, and they're not going to let her go. So I wouldn't get my hopes up on that.
2: I don't know. I because now with uh, you know Arn Anderson's over there, you know there's a lot, a lot of ties between Anderson and the Flares, and I I see her trying to get out of her contract because she I, doesn't she doesn't wrestle like she like we both agree that Charlotte Flair is the best thing. In and and women's wrestling right now, but I I don't see that same wrestling that I've seen from her in the past. It's almost like she's bored with the brand. She's bored with wrestling the same people. And did I could you? be I could, I could be far off, but I, she looks bored. Speaking of being far off, did you just say that I would agree that Charlotte's the best thing in women's wrestling? <laughs> yeah, I think you do. I think I think as far as <laughs> as far as WWE. I think oh,
3: yeah oh, okay as far as WWE
2: yeah yeah cuz yeah, we were talking about WWE so I was like oh, I, think, okay. I think she's the only only legit pure wrestler there's I, I I like uh, Becky Lynch don't get me wrong I like okay. Sasha Banks but Charlotte I, Blair I, is like worlds above them
3: I will worlds. agree well okay here's the thing I'll agree that she's just barely probably a step up from Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch because the amazing things she can do in the moment, I would say she's just by a cut hair. She's just better because she, you know, she can do corkscrews off the top rope. She, she takes chances that you don't see Sasha Banks or Becky Lynch taking, I don't think. Um, So yeah, I will agree just barely just by a small pubic cut hair. That that Charlotte probably is one the best woman uh, in
2: WWE. But, but think of the matchups if she goes to AEW. Think of some of the matchups that could be like main events in pay per views. I know over her her over, over over the men, over the men too. I'm talking.
3: Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte, and Brick, Charlotte, Charlotte, and Britt Baker, Charlotte yeah. and Ruby Soho, and it, yeah, the list goes on and on. You know. Yeah. I, I'm still hoping for a Chris Statlander wardrobe malfunction, but that's neither here nor there. And, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, here's the note I want to make on that. Um, the AEW women's division is finally getting stronger. Um, yeah, I yeah. felt that in the beginning uh, the women's division was not that strong, but now finally you have stronger things going on in the women's division uh ruby soho uh brit baker's over she's one of the most
2: over characters in aew right now
3: yeah uh, i'm very impre-
2: i'm very impressed with her I, I like her a lot yeah
3: i mean and then you got sky blue who gives me a fucking hard on i don't know if anyone wanted to know that she, get, she, she
2: enough, gives you, know. you a sky high yeah
3: you know the funny thing about Sky Blue is I uh, Googled her name this one time on Google. This is just a few nights ago. I wasn't wearing any pants, by the way, but, you know. Um, and I realized that uh, there's actually also a porn actress named Sky Blue. Um, ah. So I found that. Not as, not as beautiful as the wrestler Sky Blue, and I think they both spell their name a little bit different. But still, I I learned some, something new that night, and I may or may not have touched my pee-pee after I learned all that
2: good to know anyway ladies and gentlemen
3: thank you Uh, for i got one i
2: got one more thing to say about aew okay i'm getting more impressed every time i watch it but i do have one critique they need to all the wrestlers that are jumping from the wwe to aew need to stop with the whole uh promos about the wwe because all you're doing is giving wwe more publicity just take your character develop it there and move on because uh wcw did that same thing and look where they're at yes yeah. but i will say like on, like andrade andrade i just saw he he tweeted fu wwe and i was like why like I, I i understand they're frustrated I'm, un, I'm i understand that they're finally given the opportunity to do what they want to do but oh is that living, that's, li, there's the yeah, other sky
3: blue there's the other yeah, sky blue right there
2: yeah, yeah. you living in the past is not going to help them get over It's it's going to help them get over it in the aew crowd but it's going to make them look like a whiny bitch
3: yeah um Well, you know, Andrade, what he was upset about was what was going on with Charlotte, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, You know, to a certain extent, I agree. But also, at the same time, Tony Khan wants to give the fans what... He wants to stay in contact and stay in touch with what the fans want. And I think right now, we still live in a time period where the the wrestling fans in general are infuriated with WWE. So they want to hear these wrestlers talk a little shit about the company. I don't think it gives too much publicity to WWE. Anyone who's watching AEW is watching AEW because they're fed up with WWE. I don't
2: see. I did like, I did like the ice cream reference with uh, CM Punk. I did like that one.
3: Right, right, right. Um, before we go here, I want to ask, do you see any AEW wrestlers jumping ship to WWE in the future?
2: No, I don't think so. Um, you all think so? If if any if any, I think maybe Matt Hardy again. Um, I think I think one more reunion of the Hardy Boys is not far fetched. Uh, but I also see that Jeff Hardy may jump there too, so we we may have a Hardy Boys reunion on either side of the table. I don't know.
3: I I was talking more along the lines of AEW Homebred. Uh, uh,
2: uh homebred, guys. Uh i don't know um
3: while you're thinking about that i just want to say um i can see
2: mjf eventually jumping to wwe i can see that now now i like him i i have seen a lot of cocky uh arrogant wrestlers in the past but this guy wow i love him yeah he's great He's, he's great he's great
3: and, the, and when he starts talking about gun violence and incest and all that shit that he throws at crowds and shit, that's fucking great.
2: Well, that's interesting that you brought him up, though, because he was just on a wrestling show like, uh, do you like this wrestler? Or do you think you can beat this wrestler? And the guy held up Roman Reigns and everyone else. He said, beatable, 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 beatable. <laughs> this when, when he saw Roman Reigns, he goes, I would love to work with him. He Rob, he, told, he totally changed his answer and he's like, he goes, I enjoy Roman Reigns.
3: So. Who the fuck is this in the chat room? <laughs> Mike, put these comments up on the screen. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> the fuck? Sincerely, Boog? Incest is good. It's healthy. Yeah, you, from that profile picture, you look like you're a product of incest for sure. Who the fuck is this?
2: I don't know, but... Is there, is it someone, it's you're yeah, about, someone.
3: You're about two hours late, man. Where the fuck were you two hours ago? Who the fuck is that? I don't know. Uh, it might be just someone that stumbled past. This. You look like a product and then says, oh, thank you. I know I do. Well, I mean, hey, at the end of the day, um, at least I'm white. Anyway, um, and that's, that has got to be... <laughs> That has got to be just a regular fu- like a random person that's come across the YouTube channel or something and just decided to be a troll. So sincerely boog. What the fuck? <laughs> God damn it. No, hey, nah, hey, hey, it was a joke. You said you said something about me. I said something about back about at you. So just take it. Um no, uh, what'd you say?
2: i said there, there used to be a brussels called bush bush and booger booger Bushin. he was like it's, an 80s uh, he was the 80s like uh um like a mid carter bastion booger that's what it was he said something about uh sincerely boog
3: right and you know and and so- <laughs> leave the
2: kkk he said
3: <laughs> hey and and boog actually you are right you said that you said something in response to me first Yes, you are correct about that. So you're right. I did start the insults. Uh, oh well, get over it. You, you're right on that. Okay, is that what you want to hear? Anyway, um, yeah, fucking MJF, uh, was talking about Roman Reigns. I can definitely see. uh I can definitely see MJF leaving. Um, the uh, AEW down the road because you got to think he's young still. He's only 25 years old. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't know uh he, I, he it actually i think he actually said that in the uh in the interview with
2: that person that he could potentially go to wwe yeah he I said some, he, he said something about the uh if they have my price tag right and they should because i'm just that good at something like that
3: yeah i i you know and i can see you already see right now what they're going to do with him if he goes to wwe he they will uh they'll turn him into, like, the original Paul Levesque uh, gimmick, you know, the, the Hunter Hearst Helmsley gimmick. You know what yeah. I mean? They'll turn him into that proper gentleman where he's walking around with his pinky up, you know, kind of like what he does now, but they, he just won't be the horribly offensive uh, MJF. Well, hopefully they
2: don't team him with, the, like, The Miz or something.
3: Yeah. And, you know, that's – hey, that's something you're going to be watching, not me. Um, you know, I um, – I'm going to be watching the adult product at least until it gets bad in the future. I was telling my buddy, I said, I was like, you know, if AEW gets bad and you know, they start going PG, I'm done with it. And if I'm done with AEW, I'm done watching wrestling period. I'm the only reason I'm still watching professional wrestling is because of AEW. So I don't know. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. It is a shame that most people got kicked out of our, uh, out of our chat early on due to the, probably the video clips that we were showing. I'd really like to know who this sincerely boo guy is. Looks like he might've left. He's talking about, look at me and girth. And he's maybe he's talking about the girth of his big black penis. I don't know, but uh, good thing he didn't post a picture of it or anything like that. That would have been terrible. Um, thank you to everyone who did join us in the chat, uh, both our friends and whoever this troll was and uh if i offended you uh get over it that's kind of what adults have to do
2: just get over it um next month what do we have any idea for next month? uh I, I think we talked about uh, maybe talking ghostbusters next uh next month
3: well yes i definitely want to have a small conversation about ghostbusters i think starting next episode we'll get it back to just two uh two subjects per episode so we don't go two and a half hours instead we stick it to around an hour
2: But we will, or we just won't review a whole series. We'll we'll go back to the format where we pick our favorites. Yeah,
3: let's see. Let let me take a quick look at the calendar Uh, for November because we also have uh, we also have
2: Thanksgiving. Hold on, producer Mike, look at the screen for a second.
4: Hmm.
3: For Sunday, all right, we could either go the 21st or the
2: 28th uh, in November. The 24th so, 24, 24 sounds good. That will be right before uh, Thanksgiving. The 21st? The, the 24th, I think
3: you said? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, the 21st and then the 28th.
2: Uh, we'll go. We'll, we'll stick with that third week. Uh, the 21st sounds good to me.
3: Want to stick with the 21st? All right.
2: Yeah. Well... But for people who are on the uh, crossing the streams page, we'll give you updates for a guaranteed date. That's our going date right now, and uh, yeah. we'll also right. let you know. We'll kind of let you know what we're going to be reviewing that month.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's not a guarantee. It's just an idea right now. Um, yeah. I'd sure like to know who this sincerely boo guy is. He, it's kind of entertaining. I wish he was in the chat earlier. He says I got a small penis. And, and buddy, you're right. I do have a small penis. It just means that bitches can deep throat my penis a lot better. What's this say? Y'all know each other in real life. Y'all be giving each other dick, huh? Oh, that was a good insult. This must be just a rando that stumbled upon our show. Yeah. This my, Hey Boog, I really hope that's not a picture of yourself. I, I really hope so. I mean, you, you look, you look like you were just completely out of it as a child. I hope that's a child picture. I hope you're not actually 12 years old. How old are you book? You know You can answer that question later. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you very much for joining us tonight. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get all of our people back in the chat for next month's episode. We, we can, I don't think we can ever play clips like that again, because that, I think that's what kicked people off.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I know Mike has permission to use a lot of clips. But uh, maybe it's the new one i think I'm thinking it might be the Halloween kills clip uh might have got it um I don't know if it was the he showed he showed a small part of the uh the with the with the chain when when you know when the the firefighter scene he showed a little bit of that and I noticed around that time is when when it went silent a little bit can't hear
1: you we can't hear you we can't hear you oh okay that's all it's just facebook so you'll still be able to watch the episode in full on youtube when it's done so you know you'll still be able to watch it so no worries hey real quick do you, mike do you know who the fuck this boo guy is
3: somebody somebody from twitch apparently oh oh yes i do see the twitch yes i guess oh,
2: well, we 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 have twitch
3: yes you do I guess I guess he was expecting the for us to play uh, uh Minecraft or some shit. Instead, he uh what he Mike he just said you're cute. Boog said, says you're cute. Okay, apparently he doesn't care.
4: Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Boog, join us on next episode. Uh, next week, next month's episode, probably the twenty first or the twenty eighth. You can come in and talk all kinds of shit and uh, say whatever you want. I just wish that you were in here with us two hours ago so we could have got you part of the conversation. Yeah. But anyway, um, thank you to everyone for joining us on this extra long episode. We're going to go back to our normal length episode starting next month. And uh, I have been Crippled Cody. And I have been Father Mahoney. And this was Crossing the Streams. Have a good night. We'll see you next month.